everybody, and welcome to another episode of the RXP Podcast, where four working professionals come together to talk about their love for movies, TV shows, video games, books, the outside world. I'm your host today. My name's Tiffany, and I'm joined by uh, my co-host, Alex. I am here. Matt. I am here, too. And Yasser. I can't believe it, but I'm also here. He's here. And listen, new year, new us. We have a very exciting episode where we get to talk about the things that we are most hype about, most anticipating coming out in the the year 2024. Um, It's Year of the Dragon. We're going to vibe and we're going to gush about it. Okay, so buckle up and get ready. Top six. We like to do top things a little bit differently around here. You know, a lot of people do top tens, top fives. We're doing a top six of our most anticipated, <laughs> starting from the bottom, going up to our mostest of hype, the hi- the hype Everest, if you will. Ooh. So I hope everyone has actually ranked their most anticipated experiences. Do you guys even remember yes. why we do top sixes? <laughs> yes. I, you do? Oh, okay. Yes. I don't remember. It's because it? you jokers can't be, unin- you need to be uninhibited from a top five. It's like you just had too many things you were hype about at one point. Okay. That, That's literally what happened. That that fits. So that you're fits. blaming Alex and Matt. Okay, got it, got it. Got yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> okay, y'all. I mean, I'm just going to kind of open. The- we did not talk about who's going to go first with their number six, their lowest of hype, but still hype, still hype enough to make the list. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. And this, I think, will blindside all of you because I don't even know if you guys oh, are aware of this coming out. Uh-oh. But it's something that's very also non-characteristic of me because I really don't talk about this a lot. And that is a TV show, <gasps> Fallout, oh. on Amazon oh, Prime. Wow. Really? Wow. Whoa. That is surprising. That's very surprising. <laughs> wow. And what's even more surprising is I've never played a Fallout game. I have no real interest in playing the games, but, Mm -hmm. you know, in what I've seen of that world and kind of right, this is post-apocalyptic America. It has this kind, you know, it has its own sense of humor. There's a lot of like intrigue, right? In terms of what these vaults are, you know, every vault is its own experiment. So there's these kind of like ideas of like, oh, the people coming out of the vaults, like how are they being produced and everything. And so ultimately, because it is in the format of a show, right? I feel like this is similar to The Last of Us last year, where I think it's a way to introduce me into that world, and I'm, it's a world I'm ready to kind of watch and not necessarily play. So I think this is the perfect format for me to get into it. That's really interesting, honestly. I was just telling Matt maybe like a month ago. Yeah, that, that maybe the trailer weeks. for that. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about how good the trailer looked. And I'm actually in the same boat as you. I've never played any of the games, um, but I also want to play, or I also want to watch that show. It looks very good. Um, and hopefully, if I do like the show, I might play one of the games. I'm sorry, Matt. I know that hurts you. <laughs> no. What we can do, Yasser, we can just play Fallout 76. That can be our... There you go. Uh, <laughs> are we sure that's our first Into Fallout. Fallout. It's co-op, at least. I heard it is a lot better than it was before. Yeah. Like now it's a pretty polished experience, but yeah. <laughs> when is this coming out? Uh, I Good think question. April 12th. I know it's April mm, okay. on Amazon are, Prime. Okay. Are they going to do the weekly nonsense? I'm or are not, they gonna... I don't know if it's weekly. I don't know if it's a 
binge drop or anything, but I'm there. I'm ready to watch it. If it is weekly, are you going to watch it each week? That is a real question. I might wait for a few episodes to collect because I feel like it's something that might come into play with another thing on one of my lists where I enjoy kind of the batches. So maybe mm-hmm. if there's like two or three episodes, I'll watch all you know two to three back to back to back rather than trying to keep up with it once a week. This is this like makes me so happy, honestly, because Fallout is so special to me. Like Fallout Three, Fallout Four. Uh, like I was at Yasser's apartment when Fallout Seventy Six got announced. Was super hyped for that. Then never touched it ever. <laughs> <laughs> like we never got to. I didn't it. even start the game. Didn't even start the game. And it's like set in West Virginia, so it's like this part of the country and didn't touch it didn't touch it i'm so curious to see kind of like what kind of shared world there is there is so much madness that they they tell in stories based upon different vaults and i hope they really get into that madness and really tap into it i'm excited to see what this is because is this do you say it's apple tv or where is this coming from? Uh, amazon, amazon prime amazon yeah. amazon has been putting so much money into every show that comes around think about rings of power just like they dumped cash and it made for a really good show so i'm kind of right there with you i think this will be one to watch so a couple things first off it's unfortunate it's on amazon because as of very recently they introduced ads to their service oh yeah do not like that very unhappy but uh i don't Usually watch very much Prime, so it wasn't a big deal. I don't know when that starts. I think maybe at the end of the month. Uh, sorry to date the show. End of January. Um, but the other thing is, well, you said you're not going to watch right off the bat. What if the first episode gets like a 5 out of 10 on like IGN, for example? Is that going to just turn you off and you're not going to watch it at all? No, because I feel like, try, think? especially with TV shows, and we've talked about this in the past too, when you haven't been on, but I guess to refresh in, in case you're a new listener, this is my stance on it. <laughs> Reviewing episodes of a TV show is useless, right? Like it's, mm. it's one of those things where a TV show is designed as a season. And so mm. it's kind of, you have the story presented over multiple episodes in an arc, right? Like you have the beginning and then the conclusion at the end of a season. So for me, when I see those IGN ratings per episode, it's that's like the most junk thing where I'm like, I wish this never existed. <laughs> like I'm typically very nonchalant about reviews, right? Everyone has their own opinion. But at the same time, I'm like, what's the point in rating an episode when, yes, maybe this episode isn't as strong, but then when you look at the course of the entire season, you know, it obviously fits in. Maybe, yes, it is the quote-unquote worst episode of the season, but that doesn't make it bad, right? It's just, it might seem bad by itself, but you don't know the whole context. And so... I think I, I think I generally agree with you, but there are specific episodes that have to be good, in my opinion. Like, Pilots finales for example have to be good and so those reviews i think are more relevant and important versus like a random episode in the middle of a season that could be a filler for like a backstory or whatnot anyways we're, we're going too far into it but overall I, I think that's an interesting point that you make can i say something i'm kind of concerned about with fallout and honestly like we're seeing this kind of resurgence of video game ips being like put into tv and mm-hmm. movies when you are in an RPG, like your character is based upon your decisions and your decisions could be different than like Yasser's decisions or Alex's decisions or Tiffany's decisions. When you make that into a TV show, like 
the compelling people in those shows were like some of the companions and like some of like the very like highest high and lowest lows of societies in those games. I'm kind of interested to kind of see how they make that form and like who even is the showrunner and like how that goes about. I just feel like I'm always a little bit nervous, like even like the Legend of Zelda movie, like I'm a little bit nervous to see kind of like what a showrunner does when the showrunner in a game is going to be different depending upon what you do. So I don't know. I, I'm, I don't mean to be negative. Like I, I'm super pumped for this and like I have Amazon Prime. I, I use it a lot to watch a lot of movies. So um, I'll, I'll be there day one, but uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure who the showrunner is, but I know that Jonathan Nolan is involved as like writing. So that's yeah. pretty good, in my opinion. That makes me pretty hyped. Westworld yeah, fame. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The first two seasons. We don't talk about the others. <laughs> yeah. I usually give a show two hours of my time before mm. I write it off. Sure, yeah. Uh, whether it's, you know, half-hour episodes or hour-long episodes. I, if if you don't hook me within two hours or I find a detestable character that I don't want to spend time <laughs> with, I just drop it. There's too much to do, you know? Hence our yeah. podcast. We'll let you know if this is worth anything at the end of the year. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, I didn't mean it like that. You get two um, episodes before you never have to click on these videos ever again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please come back. That's fair. Or I'll go next. Um, Um, Okay. So this year, I'm excited for like, I think almost everything on my list. Yeah. Everything on my list has a date that it will happen. One thing does not have a date and it's my number six and it's Elden Ring DLC. This is going to happen this year. (laughs) I know it. I know it. I know it. I know it. Um, there is so much speculation. Just go on the subreddit and you can kind of see they're like, Hey guys, where's the DLC going to be? Like, what is this hidden part of the map? What do we think it's going to really focus, focus on? I'm just like ready to go back in. Elden Ring is one of those games. Oh, go ahead. I just want to say you're pointing at the subreddit, but mind you, that subreddit has existed for almost like a decade. And even before (laughs) Elden Ring was like, had any real details, People were like theorizing this oh, is what the 100%. game is. Oh, have you tried that build? Like, I don't think you can trust anyone on that subreddit. No, you can. Tr- <laughs> oh, gosh. You, can you can trust the hype. This this is the episode for the hype. And if you want to go to the hype, yep. that's where the machine is on the Elden Ring subreddit. Um, I'm I'm <laughs> pumped for this game. Elden Ring is a very special game to me. It was my game of the year when it came out. I have not deleted it. Ever since I beat it, oh, it's still on my no PlayStation shot. 5. I have a digital version of PS5, so it is eating up a whole chunk of my change, but it will remain that way until DLC comes out because I just can't wait. I cannot wait for this to come out, and they can announce it anytime. Like Xbox supposedly is going to have a showcase soon, like within the next month or so, supposedly, and I think that's a great time to announce later in the year DLC. So do we have any idea of like what this DLC will even look like? Because a lot of the, well, I haven't played very many Souls games, so I don't know like what extent of DLC um, they typically release. So what are you expecting out of this? I think it's going to be a lot of the DLC that I've seen in a lot of uh, FromSoft games has been 
basically like a portal that takes you to a different world like whether or not that's like literally the end of the world or a painted world or something that's just very different stylistically to everything um i'm this is they called it i forget what the dlc is actually called but it has something to do with the Erd tree and i don't know like i think that like this could just like transform us into kind of like a different art style of like it just being a city of light or something that could be kind of like indicative of the Erd tree i i don't know i i'm pumped for these because usually you get a lot of really good story good backstory and they're usually ridiculously difficult like this will be something that will take up 15 to 25 hours of my life and it might only be like five hours of actual things going on but it it they have a way to to really expand your time so if this had a release date would this be higher on your list like is this only number six because you're just not even sure if it's coming out this year Ooh, that's probably honestly like probably like i think I want to believe it's coming out this year, and I really do believe it's going to come out this year, but we've really not been mm-hmm. told much about it. Like, I just know how great Elden Ring was, and I'm just uh-huh. assuming it's going to look like that and be like that, but we really don't know anything about it, except that FromSoft is doing it, and it's going to happen at some point. So as soon as I get more information, I'm sure this will, like, jump up to one. Like, this will be the number one thing that I'm, like, stoked about. <laughs> But yeah. uh, for right now, six is great. Like six is something I'm still super hype about. One of the one of the things okay. I'm looking forward to do this year. Let them cook. Let them Let cook. Them co- that's true. <laughs> um, I kind of did the same thing as you. Well, everything on my list has an actual date. Okay. I decided to keep my expectations in check, uh, so that I don't get disappointed. I mean, there's chances that actually there's. There's chances of delays still, because um, some of these have actually already been delayed once. But my, I'm I'm gonna announce my number six is a Netflix show. Oh. It's an ad- adaptation of a book, Bridgerton, season three. Oh, okay. <laughs> Listen, you guys, Bridgerton is a literal. They're just romance novel. It's a romance novel series, like you know, like. They don't have Fabio on the cover, but they're just like <laughs> photos of flowers or whatever. But it takes in um, in England. It's like I forget the time period, but there's a queen. There's like debutante balls, blah blah blah. What I really like or thought was kind of fun is that the ro- that romance novel series is about a family with like eight kids, and literally each book is about one of the f- the children growing up and like finding their partner and they're actually doing it with the show which is really nice so like each season's kind of a refresh of who quote-unquote the main characters are you see all the you see all the siblings in there because there's freaking eight of them but they they have they interact you know two see the first two seasons two of them are already married the third season is you know this girl's may or may not get married i mean she's probably gonna get married but it's really fun because it's also weirdly kind of in a gossip girl style if you guys are familiar at all gossip girl was like there was a narrator that talked about knowing all the gossip and would like kind of narrate parts of the episode and in bridgerton they actually got julie andrews to be the gossiper the gossip monger so she narrates this 
story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. Whatever. It's a fun time. It's kind of dumb, but it's very easy. One easy to watch. I am kind of bummed, though. They're doing the thing where the first half of the season is coming out May 16th, and <sighs> the second half of the season comes out June 13th. Not this again. I know. They did it with The Witcher. <laughs> is it award they're show do- mongering? Like, is that what this is again? Like, that's not what the deal was with Stranger Things, like, when I, they did it. I think they're honestly doing it to keep your subscription. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I, I think they're delaying it so that you have to sub for another month, you know? Interesting. Like, that's what I think. I hate that. Um, yeah, I hate I it here. But- yeah, <laughs> but I'm going to watch it. It's a dumb, fun time. You get some popcorn, you sit, you watch it. It's over. Did you like both of them? Because the second season or playoff or spinoff was the queen, the queen's story when she was young, right? That was technically the third, a third, se- a different season. Got it. Okay. So was yeah. that just like a spinoff then? Yes. Okay. That was a spinoff. I did watch that. Okay. That was fun. Be- well, that was. That I enjoyed that one too. I thought yeah. it was sweet. I watched half of it. Um, Maddie's a fan, and so I watched yes. half of it with her. And she was trying to explain everything to me, and she's like, "This is significant <laughs> because in the first season you never see him. Like, like there's yeah. so much backstory. So it's like, yeah. got it. Okay, I I see where they're going, and I I kind of like the almost anthology base to it, where it's like yes. you really focus in on one person before focusing in on someone else. Like I I love that. I've I'm not super into period pieces like that's just my my thing, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, cool, sweet. As someone who obviously hadn't read the books, do you feel like without Maddie's assistance that you would have been able to like comprehend what was going on? I think if I watched the other seasons, I would know. But Probably, like, yeah. I didn't watch the first two seasons, and supposedly like one of the main characters <laughs> outside of the queen. It was like learning about their relationship together. And mm-hmm. she was like, I, all these weird things were happening to him. And I was like, this is kind of strange. And she's like, well, this is all you know if you watch the first two seasons or the first, I only, I think I only thought There's that there seasons. was one season. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, in yeah. my mind, I was interpreting it as one season. And she was like, if you saw the first season, like this is what you know about him. And it's really not much at all. And it was kind mm-hmm. of, it made it worth it, I guess, watching it probably from her perspective more than mine, but yeah, cool. Do they have plans I, to go through all eight people? I really hope. I re- So I really, so this is produced by Shondaland, which, you know, did Grey's Anatomy, um, How to Get Away with Murder, Got that it. other sh- scandal. Like she's a hit maker. And so I, like this show is great. I really hope they go through all the siblings. It is kind of weird because in the first season, they obviously cast very young children. There's eight of them. And so they're all of various ages. But like in the first season, like the youngest kid is like 12. Mm. So, you know, whether they keep the actor, which could honestly make sense because they're pumping these out relatively slowly. It's like one almost every year and a half. So that person will age up where it would be fine for them to be in a romantic relationship with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope they do, especially because I like the aspect of Julie Andrews narrating stuff. There is like an overarching plot with, you know, politics and stuff, but I just, I think it's fun. It's a fun time. I am scared though. Cause it's, I could see them just canceling it after the third season. Cause Netflix doesn't really keep it that often, you know, and there's not really like merch 
capabilities with this. I feel like with Stranger Things, there's like pop funkos and like shirts and true. You so know, corsets. Hats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like call me Netflix. What is really, <laughs> what's, it's out. really cool though is that they make classical renditions of pop songs to use in the show. Okay. So that's really fun. You know, like a little bit of Taylor Swift or Ariana Grande, but like with violins and no lyrics. Like, I, oh, it, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Taylor Swift is involved. Okay. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, back in. Me. There's a lot of music. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's fun. All right, I guess I'm up. Yep. Um, honestly, this was a pretty difficult list for me to put together, mainly okay. because I don't really get hyped for things. As far as like games, movies, media in general, like TV, um, unless there's like something that I know is like a known quantity or something that I heard about a few years back that I really have been watching for a long time. Uh, Cyberpunk comes to mind. Stranger Things next season comes to mind. Mm -hmm. Um, But neither of those two things, for example, have anything coming out in 2024. Um, So this was a pretty difficult list. And so my number six is something that is a little bit unique in comparison to the others in that I've experienced these before. But I really like this game so much that I'm putting it as the number six. Uh, Y'all can hate me if you want, but that's just how it works. Um, I can't wait to play both of the remasters of Last of Us Part 1 and Part 2. Let's go. (laughs) Okay. So recently got Part 1 and... Well, me and Matt both recently got part one because we uh, game share on PlayStation. And uh, I was very excited to hear that he's going to be starting it very soon, too, because um, Last of Us is the reason why I got into PlayStation. That's the game, the IP that brought me over. Um, so can't wait for him to actually experience it. Uh, and then part two remastered or the PlayStation 5 version at the very least is coming out later this year. Uh, I'm not super hyped for that, but it gives me an excuse to finally replay that game because I only had played it once uh, when it was the PS4 version at the time. Um, So I'm excited to experience both of them again. Excited to play part two again after I now have lived in Seattle for two years so I can kind of see some of those landmarks. Um, That's going to be fun, I feel. But in general, uh, while I don't think they're perfect games, I think they're amazing experiences and I can't wait for Matt to experience it as well. Well, let me tell you, Yasser, I experienced it for the first time this morning. I played for about Let's two go. hours today oh, and nice. loving it so far. Like I, I I have the first game spoiled for me in a way because yeah. I watched Last of sure. Us, the, the TV show. So, HBO show. Um, but mm. it's it's still like I'm not going to spoil Last of Us part one in case anybody is not not played it, but the emotional moment that happens in the first game and within like the first yeah. 30 minutes of the game, I I cried during the show and I was kind of like, <laughs> I knew it was coming in the game and I still teared yeah. up this morning playing it. Like there is just <laughs> something about that. Like honestly, yeah. like I, it just like still grips me and like um, Maddie was working from home and she watched um, the show with me and like she bawled her eyes out when when that happened and I was like oh yeah so I'm playing um, the game based on that and you know yeah. that thing happened and like she was like oh no like I, I please please don't talk about this like I, I, we, we can't go down this again like we cannot yeah. so it's like I feel like that just shows the quality of the the storytelling of the game honestly like I am here for it 
And I think part two comes out like within a week or two. So, hey, man, let's do it. Yeah, I'm really excited to like see your perspective from someone who's watched the show first. Mm-hmm. I'm coming from the perspective of having played the PS3 slash PS4 game first and then seeing what the new updates look like. And trust me, um, at least for part one, it's a big difference jumping oh, really? from especially the PS3 version to the PS5 version because they completely updated the facial animations and the textures across the board. They um, basically remade the entire game, but kept the core foundation of the story obviously intact. Um, so seeing how you can see emotion in someone's eyes and faces mm-hmm. that you couldn't see before and people like actually look like real people now. Um, no offense to PS3 games, but like obviously we've come a long way. Uh, so it's going to be exciting to see what how you're kind of absorbing this first experience in the game uh, coming from the television show and how I'm going to experience it coming from the older games. I feel like that needs to be a podcast. I feel like this could be a peer <laughs> review in the making, part one, part two. It. Yeah. I, I will say I went to go see the quality of mirrors. I, I think like mirrors in video games, like there's such <laughs> a like weird dynamic, like either they could be the best thing about a game's graphics or the worst thing about the game's graphics. I was like, all right, I'm yeah. going to go in this bathroom. I'm going to look at myself in the mirror <laughs> and it was shattered. And I was like, smart, very smart. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to deal with I mean, these stupid tr- people looking for this. <laughs> yeah. If you just shatter all the mirrors, makes sense to me. <laughs> big brain naughty dog listen i'm gonna just jump into number five we're gonna we're going all oh. over the place yeah i have another <laughs> netflix show okay this is my last show on my list okay. and Spoiler. this one is actually i said that all my things have dates this one technically has a date my number five most anticipated experience for this year is arcane season two Ooh. It's supposed to come out November 2024. It doesn't have like the exact release date yet, but I'm going to hold them to it. Netflix is pretty good about when they like kind of announce a window, they mean it. So I loved season one of Arcane. I would wholeheartedly recommend that show to even people who have no idea about anything League of Legends related. We have a whole peer review about it. Go check it out. But I'm really excited to see where our characters go and to see introduction of other characters that I really like in the show. So for like that's all. someone yeah. who doesn't have any knowledge of these, would you recommend me to watch this? Yes. Okay. Yes. The animation's really unique. The style is really cool. They introduce the characters pretty well. And it... You kind of get to see a story for a handful of different characters, like what they're going through. And so you you almost find people that you like. Like, you know, like in Stranger Things, you have like the adults, the teens, and the kids. Mm-hmm. Like Arcane kind of has that aspect. Gotcha. Okay. Like they have the people in the slums. They have the people, the rich people, you know, stuff like that. And, and I think how mature is this show, by the way? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's the it'll be the end of the season in November, so I'm pretty sure like it's coming in November, like no matter what, okay. probably. So, how like mature is this show, or is it really you could enjoy it even as like a ten year old? Oh, that's a good 
question. It's kind of dark. There's, oh, okay. it's a little bit dark. I feel like, you know, 13, 12, 12 and up should be fine. Almost like kids who used to read the hunger, who are, who read the hunger games, like would be fine. It's not as dark as the hunger, hunger games, but you know, there's discussions of classism, um, you know, the rich versus poor, there's violence, drug use. there's a found, there's drug users, found family, like, and oh. it's what's really cool. Did they do Alex? Did they do three episodes of three seasons? Yeah. Three so groups, part of it? my okay. referencing with Fallout is because Arcane did that when it came out two years ago, and three batches of three episodes each. I really enjoyed that way of digesting season one, and so. Mm even though obviously other shows aren't built with that in mind, that kind of release schedule, I feel like just pacing wise, that really like fit my bill. I enjoyed this. And so I think I can apply that even though, you know, it might be like, Oh yeah, they're releasing it weekly. Cause they want you to watch it weekly. I think I can still get similar enjoyment to be like, well, I can batch like three episodes together, you know, wait. Like for me, if anything, watching things is mostly just to avoid spoilers, right? Because obviously, the older something gets, the more likely it's gonna you're gonna see some stray comment about it or some random post online. So I understand kind of like the risk of delaying things that come out and then waiting to kind of you know take it in Partake. and observe it. And so I'm willing to take that risk. But then again, right? It's kind of the idea to say, well, if you don't think you're gonna go in those parts of the internet or those groups of people that might say something random about it you're probably fine so you don't have to worry about that but that's just kind of that small notion in the background what's also nice is because they released like three episodes at a time it felt like a small movie or a long mm. movie i honestly don't remember how long these episodes were but it felt like i was watching a movie and i was ready so for the you next binged week. all three every time yes <laughs> i did nice and they're hour long or 30 i minutes? i really can't remember okay I, fair enough yeah fair enough. I, I would I would guess forty minutes to an hour. Okay. Yep. I've only heard good things about the show, so I definitely need to keep that on my radar for sure. That's a good one. It did also like make me more okay with playing some of the character. <laughs> there were like when I play, I I play very sporadically League of Legends. Sometimes I'll like get in a fever dream and play it for like a whole weekend for like <laughs> six hours a day or something, but. I would typically, you know, opt out of certain characters, but when I when I watched after watching Arcane, I was like, you know what? <laughs> Let me try this champion one more time. Do I really not like him cuz I like him now? <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever like a champion after you tried them because of the show? You know what? I'm going to say yes. I became more tolerant. Well, I became more tolerant of a champion. Like I wasn't immediately trying to get out of the choice because I normally play the it's called a ram mode, all random, all mid, where you literally mm -hmm. just hop into a lobby and you get assigned a character and you get two up to two rerolls to get a new character. Mm -hmm. And typically, if I think like I'm not very good, I'm probably only good or manageable with maybe 20% of the champions in the game now. And so if I was not be doing well, I would automatically opt out. However, there was one champion from the show that I was like, okay, let me re let me re give him a try again. Who was it? His name is Victor and okay. he's a magic user. Not and Von a half Doom. 
not yeah, not mm. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I figured I'd ask for all our league listeners. listeners. Yeah, it was Victor. <laughs> Sorry, there. y'all. They're yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah. All right, Alex and Matt are like asleep right now. Would one of y'all go? Go for number <laughs> asleep. five. All right, I'll go. I'll go number five. Um, yeah. So, my first movie. Of my oh. top six, most anticipated, my number five is Joker Two. Oh, also Feliz Adieu, which is yeah. supposedly French for Madness for Two. Uh, it's it's looking at Joaquin Phoenix uh, following up on 2019's Joker. Has Lady Gaga with him now. It is going to be a musical slash crime movie, and that makes me what? so much more excited about joker 2 like <laughs> lady gaga is one just undefeated as a musician you can't tell me otherwise <laughs> yeah. like she is mm-hmm. amazing like the range that lady gaga does one she acts like in all these like american horror story does like weird things because she's lady gaga but then mm-hmm. like has a tony bennett cd where she sings duets with tony bennett for like 18 tracks and it's amazing and it was like <laughs> the U.S. Open's official, like, soundtrack in, like, 2018. Like, she is amazing. <laughs> she was in A Star yeah. is Born with Bradley Cooper, uh, oh the Barbara God, Streisand, yeah. like, remake, and amazing. One of my favorite soundtracks still to this day, A Star is Born, between Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. So, like, my expectations are very, very high because Lady Gaga I just see is a, a huge talent, and someone that I think will bring life to this madness. Like, I, I think Joker <laughs> was very divisive in 2019. Some people hated mm-hmm. it. Some people loved it. It was one of my favorite movies of 2019. So, like, I'm more on the love than hate. And I'm just excited to see what happens. Like, add in some more madness. I think it's going to be great. I am 100% on board with what you're Putting down right now, Matt. Whew. Joker 2019, incredible. Lady Gaga, incredible talent with whatever she does. Um, it's going to be great. Uh, the musical part, like, I think Alex's reaction kind of summed it up. Like, some people were like, what? What is that? Yeah. What does that even mean? Um, but I think it's going to be great no matter what. I think everyone involved is super talented. It's going to be an amazing movie. Uh, when does that come out again? Uh, it comes out in October, I think October 4th, 2024. So it's going to be perfect okay. time, fall weather, right before spooky season. I think it's it's 100% going to be very dark if it's anything like the 2019 film, which I expect yeah. it to be because it's the same director as Todd Phillips, who is from Hangover fame. And I think it's going to be just as dark and it's going to fit perfectly October. Is there, do you know what character Lady Gaga is going to be? Like, is she's that Harley? You know? I think oh, she's going to be Harley Quinn. Harley? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Does so, that intrigue you more? I mean, it's, it feels like it's the obvious pick because it's like who, who goes with the Joker. And so I just thought, like, I didn't know that they'd be like, okay, now she's, it's going to be her take on mm-hmm. it. Cause I still feel like we're still really close. To, to Margot Robbie. Yeah, Margot Robbie's representation. So obviously this is going to be, people are going to make comparisons, even though obviously they it's a different take. And so I just don't want there to be some sort of unfair thing, right? Like this is her version of it in this version of the DC lore or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. disconnected from everything else they're doing in their cinematic uh, quote unquote universe. 
So definitely, though, hearing it's a musical and stuff, obviously keeping with the, the very dour tone. But I never saw Joker, but definitely like that aspect gives it a little bit more intrigue Panache. for me. Yeah, of like, wow, that's what's going to be like. This will be definitely like an interesting movie in and of itself, just because of the theming combined with the style of movie it is. I feel like the first thing you got to do is make sure you watch Joker 2019 at some point. Mm-hmm. Great movie. I think you're going to enjoy it. Um, but yeah, honestly, we had Suicide Squad with different Joker, different Harley Quinn. I think people understand that they're separate universes, even though it's a little not ideal that they're happening at the same time or at least close enough together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like this movie is completely on a different level than any of the Suicide Squad movies, personally. Yeah. <laughs> like, even Matt Reeves, the Batman, is going to be separate from the DC universe now. So, like, yeah. this is, like, an even distant, more distant cousin <laughs> that will probably never have <laughs> any connection to anything else, and I'm here for it. Like, I'm a little bit connected out. Like, connected universes sounded like such a cool thing back in 2006, but, like, now I'm just ready for, like, standalone films, and it sounds like I'm, like, a crotchety old man like no go back to normal stuff um but i'll I'll just say like 2019 joker took a deep dive into mental health and like the creation of villains Mm -hmm. in a very specific way that i'm really excited because harley quinn's backstory is one of the most fascinating parts of batman like it is a therapist Mm -hmm. who treats the joker and in doing so falls in love with him and so when they're focusing so much on mental health with Joaquin Phoenix's character, I am very, very curious as to how they're going to handle this. And I think it's going to be like very poetic and I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. And, you know, Lady Gaga is the perfect choice for the role because she has the poker face to go with his Joker face. Oh, my God. Boo. Get him out of here. <laughs> Just go to your number five. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My number five. Short and sweet. You know, I feel like just the title speaks for itself. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. There Dang. we go. That's only your number five? <laughs> it's my and I. It's only my number five. So, obviously, it was my game of the year 2020. You know, I helped introduce Matt to its glory right he's going on the journey he just finished crisis core he learned zach's backstory he's getting all this good lore in and the fact that this is my number five is mostly because right it is even though this series this new trilogy is in effect a sequel to the original seven it is retreading a lot of the old ground and so because of that right like i know most of the major plot points that are gonna happen right they did mention they might not happen the same order but they will mostly be there in the same form uh there is one storyline i'm very intrigued and that's barrett's uh background story that's one of the gonna be the first stories that we're gonna dive into kind of as an arc and so i'm definitely interested to see how they remake that but besides everything else it's It's this slow because of how much I'm familiar with it, yet I am excited for it, right? Like, this is a continuation of the remake combat. You know, they added a lot more uh, combination attacks, so the characters are cooperating with each other. And more importantly, we're going to see the rest of the crew, right? Like, we're getting uh, Vincent Valentine. We're getting Sid. We're getting uh, Kate Sith, which is now officially named Kate Sith, unfortunately Mm -hmm. or fortunately. Um, But... It's going to be a good time just because I know 
having played the original game and knowing all the story that happens, I know this is going to repeat it. And then, you know, maybe it bumps up higher if there are some surprises, right? But if we're, you know, staying the course, going with the familiar road, then it will be a good time. And that's why it's this slow. Fine. (laughs) Fine. Accepted. I like I think this is going to be excellent. I'm excited for you Alex because I I think it's going to be way more surprises. Like I think that from what I've heard and this is me who has not actually played Final Fantasy 7 all the way through. I've started it like a million times but never actually finished the original, but mm-hmm. um just how they've started and like remixed a bunch of different things. I wonder if like your hype meter is going to be higher. It would be interesting to see your hype during it and after it compared to mine during and after when I just don't have that backstory. Like, will it hit the same or like higher than me? Um, uh-huh. But it's, it looks so good. It looks so oh, good. It looks so good. Yeah. And it's out in like a month. So don't have to wait yeah. too long. On, on the leap day, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I'll say this, obviously I'm excited for it because it's just two words, gold saucer. That's all that needs to be said. Cold saucer. What does that mean? <laughs> it's the uh, it's the casino area, basically. Ooh, the- okay. I love <laughs> casinos in video yeah. games. I hate casinos yeah. in real life. Like, oh, I <laughs> yeah. love casinos in real life. I don't know. What? Like they like <laughs> smell <laughs> like smoke, and like I'm just like yeah. not into it. I'm like, there's no Same. windows. <laughs> like this is all ploy to make you spend money but in a video game i'm like let's go (laughs) mini games galore that's what's gonna be chocobo racing the like there's like a beat em up like rock of sock robots mini game it's gonna be a good time you're gonna spend like 20 hours just at the gold saucer think about all those trophies darts played darts for a very long time so Wait, in remake in casinos? In the first one, yeah. Oh. In the bar, yeah. <laughs> How yeah. long did you play that for? It was we just don't a have to talk quick minigame. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to talk about it. All right. Uh, You're number up, five. I'm up again. I'm last again. All right. This one's pretty straightforward, I feel. Um, it's Deadpool 3. <gasps> nice. Yes. Let's go. I think we're probably all pretty excited about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Ryan Reynolds just came out with his Deadpool mask for an award show, I think, the other yeah, day. Yeah, he did. Uh, so that was pretty exciting. And um, yeah, I'm just excited. I, Wolverine's going to be in it. I love Hugh the first Jackman. two movies. Yeah. Hugh Jackman's coming back for the Wolverine. Yeah. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be hilarious. Um, I don't know when it's coming out, but I know July it's coming 26. out this year. Thank you. And I know it's going to be a great time. <laughs> And I know the date because it might be on my list as well, but we'll get to it when we get to it. <laughs> but it's higher. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's higher. Well it's, well, it's not on my list, so let me gush about it a little bit more. I love that they're okay. bringing Wolverine back with his like yes. original 1997 X-Men outfit with the like yellow yeah. and blue. Like I know it's probably in comics before that. But like they were my X-Men, yeah. the 1997 co- comic series on tv and i am pumped for this like deadpool 1 deadpool 2 honestly so good honestly let's just like take a step back comic book movies that have not missed yet deadpool maybe guardians like i enjoyed guardians 1 2 and 3 but like Mm -hmm. ant-man ruined that this year or this past year like that's not there anymore (laughs) like deadpool has hit and like i am expecting this to hit because ryan reynolds must be 
Deadpool for the rest of his life. And then when <laughs> Ryan Reynolds unfortunately fades from this earth, we will no longer have any other Deadpool stories because he is Deadpool. Like, that's just it. I, I love how feel the oh, same. Sorry, go with, ahead, go ahead. I, well, I was just going to say I almost feel the same with Wolverine. Yeah. I love Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. So mm-hmm. we'll have to see. I mean, I'm pretty sure this is his last movie. Yeah. But I'm really glad it's this one. Yeah. I mean, it was already supposed to be his last movie in the previous Wolverine. Um, <laughs> but I love how him and Ryan Reynolds are also like best friends and they've been like posting random pictures of them on set since it's been announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just going to be good vibes that this movie is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so excited for it. We're going to talk about it again. Yeah, we're. Ex- that's how excited I am about how we're going to talk about it Is it, it your again. number four? No. Oh, Otherwise, okay. I would have stolen that would have been a perfect segue. segue. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Yeah. Who wants to go with their number well, four? Well, I'll go number Can four we since you, you oh, okay. went first last time. So I'll, I'll go first yeah. this time. Um, another movie. This is someone, you know, when you're talking about like a familiar product, I have this at number four because this is actually a follow-up to one of my favorite movies of all time. One of my top five favorite movies of all time from almost 25 years ago. Anyone want to garner a guess? Technically 24 years ago. A follow-up? Yeah. A follow-up? Ridley Scott movie. Beetlejuice? No. That's a great guess. Uh Oh, that's a good guess. Because they are making a Beetlejuice 2 this year. So Gladiator 2 comes out this year oh, okay. it's a follow-up from oh, okay. the 2000 classic ridley scott mm-hmm. russell crowe one of the honestly one of the best movies i've ever seen in my entire life when i was in um i was in middle school we actually had an extra credit assignment this is a complete aside i wasn't planning on talking about this until right now um <laughs> i was so obsessed with gladiator we had an extra credit assignment to make a movie about something and so I reenacted the entire Gladiator movie. <laughs> what? Yeah, I played every the entire part. movie. I played every part. I played this. I played Caesar. I played the no love shot. interest. I played the boy. <laughs> like I played the Gladiator. I played everything. It was like a just how long do? It was like fifteen minutes. Oh, okay. I remember filming it in my basement. My sister was like the extra. So like when it would cut to me, it would like be on my face and then I would stab <laughs> and then it would cut to me getting stabbed and my sister was standing there with her back to the camera. So it looked like I was stabbing myself. It was awesome. Like peak early 2000s, like with the family camcorder and I submitted it and my oh, my biggest regret, my biggest regret <laughs> is that I never saved a copy. Like I, I was just gonna oh ask. I know. How is there no copy? I, I just I submitted it. I submitted it, and like um, I I had Mr. Stottlemyre for sixth grade history. I think this is who it was for. I have thought about it multiple times, like in the past like five years. You know, I should reach out to that guy just to see. <laughs> like God. he probably threw it away years ago, but just for a chance anyway back to gladiator <laughs> um not taking any questions sorry uh, back to gladiator uh this is following up just an amazing film in my in my mind a 10 out of 10 film and this is like weird i i am excited for it i am so nervous to watch it because it is such a peak in my mind top five movie of all time I am really nervous that they might mess this up. Like they have a great cast. Mm-hmm. They they're basically. Have, have you guys watched Gladiator? 
Of course. Okay. I don't actually think I've ever seen it. <laughs> so um, this is following um, his son, basically. Um, okay. Following his son, okay. like, years later. And uh, there's a new Caesar. There's a new... Yeah, everything. Like, I really don't know much okay. else at, about it. Like, Denzel Washington's in it. Uh, the guy from Stranger... Denzel's in it? Yeah. <laughs> um, the guy from Stranger Things, the rocker from the last season... He's actually oh, the new okay. Caesar. Billy? Yeah. And or was it Billy? The um the last season, the guy that was like had the guitar. With the guitar yeah, and yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um that was Billy. Oh, okay. oh wait, no, no, that's someone else. Sorry, no, no, no. Um, right. Keep going. <laughs> but they're like great cast. Great, great cast. I'm just a little bit nervous that it won't like go up to my standard. Live. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's in my yeah. mind. Like I rewatched Gladiator, the first one, and I'm like, is it still a 10 out of 10 film like it it literally has everything and i'm just nervous that it won't live up to that but also at the same time i'm i'm excited to see what he's got because ridley scott okay. is still one of my favorite directors and i think he's still got it mm-hmm. i didn't watch napoleon this past year i heard it was kind of meh but um i i think he's still got it i still think he's got it for for gladiator and russell crowe who is still very close friends with ridley scott has been working through production and like i think them together mm. has like almost like a hive mind of where this story makes sense going forward. So I'm hoping it's not more of a money grab, but it's really just like back to form for a really good director. So it's coming out in like the end of November. Mm-hmm. Like you have a very slow drip ahead of you, Matt. A lot <laughs> of you're, you're right. You're gonna have to wait a whole freaking year for this stuff. I know. I know. Well. I Maybe later in my list has things that are more close, but like there is there is some <laughs> good stuff all year round. Like some of the movies like that we could have talked about today, like some of them are just unknown quantities that are happening throughout the year. I honestly think this year movies is going to be one of the best. So we'll see. So that's really funny because my number four is a movie. Yeah. And that it's a movie that's been delayed. I know. And that movie is Dune Let's Part go. 2. Oh. It's coming out March 1st. I'm really excited. I've never read Dune. I knew of Dune, you know, background because it's so popular, but I didn't I never read the books. However, the first movie really like surprised me. I like watched it. I watched it on HBO, and then I went and watched it in the theater and paid for it. Okay, because like, didn't it do that thing? It was during the time when they were yeah. doing like an early release, or like you had to pay money to like see it at home or something. I can't remember. I basically okay. or or no 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 HBO was doing simultaneous releases. Um, That's what I thought. Yeah. To was like it Warner movies with or? the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. So I had like already watched it like in the comfort of my own home and then i was like no 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 no. i need to see this in the theater and then i literally (laughs) went and paid you know the 13 dollars or whatever to see it and i within the same weekend i did this (laughs) i watched this like three hour movie twice i very much was intrigued by it i like the acting it was the cinematography the special effects just super cool i'm really excited to see where the story goes Mm -hmm. can i ask a question yes because i asked this to many people who have either read the books or watched the movies or both. Um, I've tried getting into the book and it's very dense, especially early on, at least in my opinion. And I know a lot of, or a few people that I've asked have agreed with me. Um, 
Has anyone here read the books? I guess I'll start there. Yes. I have read okay, some of so the books. Okay, so Matt has read it. Have you watched the movie? Yes. <laughs> Do you think the movie is a good bridge into the book so that it becomes a little bit less dense and daunting with all the new names that are like introduced in the first like five pages? Yeah, <laughs> so like I I watched the movie and I was very confused. I, I didn't understand. <laughs> like, okay, you're part of an empire and you've got this other place that hates you. And then like, and there's did you a, watch it before there's the books? A world, yeah. So I, I watched yeah. it before and I was like, I don't really understand this, but like, it seems like a good movie. So then I read the book. So I read the first book, which um, part one and part two is directly from the book. And then I read the second book, which is Dune Messiah. And then I have the third book on my bookshelf and it's just waiting to be read. But I loved the first two books loved the first two oh, books okay. and it honestly Yasser like watch the movie and that's going to mm-hmm. give you so much context like for me it helps me visualize and I know there's people that are like yeah. read first watch later read first watch later there's no yeah. there's no other option I'm sorry people <laughs> for me it helps me like it helps me visualize yeah. the world because I honestly think now reading the book they did a great job at the movie I've since rewatched the movie and they've done mm-hmm. a really good job they've not cut corners they have put like the imagery that is on the page but it helps with the names like it helps me yeah. if i'm like who the heck is this person i'll literally google <laughs> yeah. the dune cast and i was like got it that's him he's the master assassin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, hey yeah. you know they talked about a master assassin well guess what they don't tell you in the movie that this guy's a master assassin they, like they don't use that title yeah. and so it, it's hard for me to kind of like go back and forth so i would suggest watch the movie enjoy it read the books and you're gonna because of that you're gonna have such more appreciation for the movie and you're gonna understand it so much more okay i think that's my plan I'm going to watch part one because it's already on Netflix. And then when does part two come out? March 1st. Okay. Should I start the book before part two, you think? Uh, I'm going to defer to Matt. I I, yeah. I think so. Like, I, I think it's a good book. Like, I honestly think it's, it's a sci-fi book that has stood the test of time. Watch the movie. You reading the book, you'll want to know, like all the details of it. And then once you get past the part where you're at in the movie, like it flies by. Mm -hmm. The rest of that book just literally flies by. As soon as I got to the point in the book where part one ends, part two, there is a ton of stuff that happens. And like, I don't think that ruins. I think I'm going to appreciate Dune part two way more because of it. It's a a hefty book. It's like, the movie's going to be great. It's like 600 pages. So like it it is a commitment, but if I can do it, you can do it. I'm also kind of like waiting for more news on, you know, HBO said that they were going to do like almost a spin-off series with like the Space Nuns and or I call them Space Nuns. Space Nuns. Cuz there's like there's like a nun group. Well, I don't know if they're not called nuns, but like I they're like women with powers or something that the, uh, are nuns basically? I don't know what to call. It's the like you're talking about, right, Matt? Jesseret or whatever. I don't yes, know how to pronounce the ben, it. Oh yeah, the Ben Jesserets. It's basically yeah, like his ben his mom Jesserets. is part of this group, and basically mm-hmm. they 
marry different species to come up with like the best bloodline because supposedly the? like the cho- so it's, i guess it's anti-nun <laughs> the chosen one children the chosen one is yeah. like from their spawn like someone will give birth to the chosen one and based upon like really good genetics so like every single person that like leads a household like has one of them as their wife and they like have like telepathy and they have like all of these different Special like powers. mind powers where they can like basically mm-hmm. kick people out of their mind or like make people feel like they're being tortured. Like they are like very, very powerful people. But I do love that they're called do nuns in, in Tiffany's mind, mind <laughs> palace. Space nuns. <laughs> Sorry. Or actually, honestly, it should really it makes be it like so much space better. witches. It should be space yes. witches. That's yeah. what I should really call them. Um, but yeah, HBO is supposedly like agreed to a spinoff show about like the space witches. So <laughs> I'm kind of waiting for that to happen because I'm also intrigued by that. Is that based on a book? Like did they, did this I guy like Frank, just, whatever his name is, Frank no something? I, I don't know. I th- I was about to say Frank Sinatra, um, but uh, I don't know. So talented. I, they might just be. Frank Herbert. <laughs> delving really deep. close. Um, I, I hope they don't like, unless it's like based upon his works. Like I, I don't know. I think I get, so. I, I think it will be. Okay. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to keep the movie tra- trail going. <gasps> what are you going to say? I'm really worried that I'm going to just pronounce this wrong, but I'm sorry. It's just really difficult. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's Furiosa, a Mad Max saga. Furiosa. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Let's, um, yeah, this nice. movie looks incredible. Uh, the trailer was amazing, and the first movie was even more amazing. And Anya Taylor-Joy is also amazing. Mm-hmm. And so ever since Queen's Gambit, if I see Anya Taylor-Joy, I'm going to be hyped for whatever she's in. Okay. And Mad Max uh, movies in general, especially with the same director coming back, uh, I have no doubt that this is going to be a great time. Um, how many of you have watched the first Mad Max movie? No. I like the original? I mean the original. The original no, 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 like the one 80s. that came out. Oh, no, Fury no. Road. the 2015 one. Yeah, yeah, Fury Road. That's right. Yes, I've seen it. It is a fantastic movie. Yeah, yeah, yes, it is. Tiffany, get on it. Great movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but any of our listeners that haven't seen it yet, gotta watch it. Great, just fun time. Um, and then I think this movie is gonna like take it to the next level, which I don't even know what that's gonna be. <laughs> My one reservation is the Anya Taylor Joy casting, only because uh-huh. just visually, like obviously she looks great, like with the makeup and everything. But I'm like, uh-huh. I don't like her character because of everything else she's done. I don't get the feeling like she fits in that <laughs> world, right? Like because obviously sure. her older version, right, in Fury Road, is played by Charlize Theron, which I feel is such a great casting, right? Like knowing yeah. her as an actress, like that's like perfect for what she, you know, her role in that movie. And so this sure, being the yeah, younger yeah. version of her, I'm like, I mean, I guess since. Anya Taylor-Joy hasn't done something like this. This is the proving ground. Can she do roles? That's like, what I'm saying. Like it is. Yeah. So I, I'm like that. It's my reservation to be like, I hope she does well because if she doesn't, it shows like her range, right? As an actress. Yep. So. Yep. Exactly. And that's, that's exactly why I'm excited about it is because we haven't seen her in this type of role. And I think she's so talented that she's going to knock it out of the park, but um, it is going to be interesting because like you said, uh, the previous casting was amazing. And I think, uh, they know what they're doing with their casting for sure. So I'm really excited to see how that turns out. Yeah, like I'm I'm very excited for this. This is like 
on my I have a list of movies that I want to rewatch this year and Mag Max Fury Road is one of those like it was I I didn't care for it honestly the first time I watched it and then I watched it like a couple months later and I must just have been in a mood or something because the second time I watched it, I was like, this is amazing. I don't know. Like I watched it and I was like, I don't really get it. And then a couple months went by. I was like, no, I was stupid. Like, this is great. Um, it's the same director that like directed the seventies versions of these, but like also in the middle of his, like, I just like went through his IMDb. He's like done all these Mad Max films. And then he also has directed happy feet. And it's just so strange. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, that's that's where he got the inspiration for Witness Me. Witness Me. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, I'm tap dancing. Witness Me. Um, yeah, Anna Taylor-Joy, I watched The Menu at the beginning of last year. I think it was my first movie I watched oh, of 2023, yeah. released in 2022. Fantastic movie. Like, The Menu was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And she did <laughs> so well in that movie. So I'm right there with you. I think I think she's got the chops for it. And it should be mm-hmm. good. Like, I, I think this will be a good time. And Hems- uh, Hemsworth Brothers in there, right? Yeah, Chris. <laughs> my favorite okay, I just, Hemsworth brother. I wasn't sure which one it was. So I didn't want to say. But yeah. When does this movie come out, Tiffany? You're the release date, girl. Okay. May 24th. <laughs> See, we have... We have stuff in the middle of the year too. Love to see oh, it. Yeah, the beginning of the the summer block, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First the summer block blockbuster potential. Coming in fast and furioso. Uh, there oh, we is go. Is that your next? There we go. Yeah. Is that your next thing, Alex? Go ahead, take it away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but it is a movie, so we're keeping it on the silver screen. Love okay. It. Uh, not sure if it's on your guys' list, but it's Inside Out Two. Oh okay. man, that's a I, great choice. I thought you were gonna put that on your list. So I love the first one. Shout out to Bing Bong. May he rest in peace. <laughs> oh my gosh, Bing Bong. <laughs> and I just love how they portrayed this kind of right, this internalizing of emotion and the way mm-hmm. right as we grow, you know, going from this kind of like pre-teen slash teen years, right? And how complex emotions can be and how they change right? and how you try to deal with it like within yourself. But then also at the same time, how they portray that in the characters, right? Like none of the emotions have hard lines, um, which is such a fascinating thing I never thought about, right? Like when they're depicted in the movie, they're basically these kind of like amorphous, like bubbly kind of forms that don't have kind of any sort of shape to them right like they're ever changing and it's right it's reflective of the notion right emotions don't have set definitions you know these are things that change Mm -hmm. and morph and they're very specific to each individual right and so it's something that you kind of find within yourself and so i'm definitely interested in seeing how they you know propel this right obviously they um, I don't know if they've introduced any of the other emotions, but I know anxiety being one of the ones that they, the new emotions are getting added. And mm. definitely I feel like it'll be interesting if this is kind of a reflection of the same character in the current day and age, right? Like, is this kind of like a, what, you know, 16, 17 year old girl in 20, like 23, 2024? I bet so it I'm, is. Yeah. And so I'm like, man, what does anxiety mean for a girl at that age now? Right. Like I can't imagine it being like right of that age a decade ago. So how is it going to be portrayed in the 2020s? Right. And so I think just from that lens, too, it's going to be it's it's this extra, extra level of intrigue. Right. Of saying, 
you know, obviously we won't get Bing Bong, or maybe Bing Bong will come back. Who knows? Maybe we all need imaginary friends. Maybe that's the the life lesson here. But <laughs> on the flip side, maybe it is going to be this great lens into looking at what does it mean to be a teenager, like in this decade, right, with everything being online and kind of dealing with that right anxiety being that first and foremost emotion you might feel of you know if i do this is someone gonna take a picture and then post it online like what are people gonna think about my instagram reel or tiktok or what have you so um i'm 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 hopeful they knock it out of the park again and you know pixar they do have some misses but you know most of the time it's all it's all bangers <laughs> listen you know, this wh- oh, go ahead yasser <laughs> this one this one wasn't on my list but honestly i I get down for any Pixar movie. I will be watching this movie. I don't know if it'll be on release or on Disney Plus later, but every Pixar movie is a banger to me um, with a couple exceptions, not that many. Um, So Pixar, can't wait. Um, I don't really care what the plot is, whether it's the older version of the same character, new uh, teenager altogether. Um, I think it's going to be great either way. Uh, When does this one come out? Did I miss it? June 14th. Um, it's going to be the same. I'm pretty sure it's the same girl. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is very exciting. I can't wait for it either. I think that I'm, would be like a cool, a cool take on it to like see how emotions evolve. I think like having mm-hmm. that as something and like going into adulthood and like young adulthood, like trying to figure out what right. you're supposed to do for a living. Like, yeah, like that's things that all four of us have like experienced. And like, I think it would be really real for an aging Pixar audience like (laughs) i I feel like this is going to hit so well with many like millennials gen x like people that are a little bit older than just like gen z i don't know this this feels ripe for the taking in 2024 i'm interested in seeing their use of current slang because i'm always down to learn (laughs) new vernacular but i'm also really i family friendly of course yeah family friendly i already anticipate a sadness of like we're probably going to get to know anxiety and a couple other emotions and i bet by the end of the movie a couple of them are going to just disappear or evolve or whatever oh my god because you know like they got to ret they almost have to retcon some stuff because there were scenes in the first inside out with the mom and dad emotions only having the standard five Mm. like you were in their head. And then we even saw like a dog and cat in like the after credits. We saw like their dog uh, cat emotions <laughs> that only had the five. So like part of me wonders if it, if the anxiety or if anxiety is going to only live in the girl for a brief moment in time, you know? I or feel like, like a- it'll be a joke where they'll have like a closet with a door and all those emotions uh- are like stuffed <laughs> in the closet with the door shut. Okay. And it's like they'll just uh, yeah. peek back in and be like, oh, they they peek out. And then someone like runs over and shuts the door again to be like, no, I'm happy right now. Like, don't come out. But also, like, I, maybe I can, that is yeah. like, the like they could use that. Like, maybe the dad has like suppressed anxiety where they like have it under lock and key where maybe for a young adult, like anxiety is like there to reign and like takes over the button and like makes core memories like good or bad because it's Mm -hmm. like taken over her like i that's the thing that fascinates me and i i think inside out is honestly like if we really had to do like a pixar in review i think it's one of like the most important ones like it's the one that sticks in my head the most like you still hear on like 
reels and TikTok or whatever about like unlocking a core memory, like that comes from inside out. Yeah. Like them being able to make feelings into something that we can all visualize now. And it makes perfect sense that like these emotions are always fighting for, to press the buttons or do whatever. Like, man, mm-hmm. they hit it so out of the park. I think this is, I'm excited. This should be great. I forgot this game's out this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did notice that when I was kind of rolling through the film review, I, maybe this is an honorable mention for me. My number three is something we've already talked about is Deadpool 3. I'm so excited for Deadpool 3. I'm really like, I'm really glad that we got to an agreement with the writers and actors strike because we had to and we should pay people living wage and and all that. But the fact that they were still able to film during that time, I'm glad that it wasn't postponed as far as it could have been. So I am pretty excited. I am a little bit, I only have a tiny reservation in that they couldn't ad lib as per contract, like with the, cause the strike was ongoing. So they had to essentially follow the script that was really? already written. Yes. Hmm. Because it was, it was that. still filming during the writer strike, not necessarily the mm-hmm. acting strike. Cause they did, you know, pause then, but Interesting. But okay. yeah, Interesting. I know Ryan Reynolds probably ad-libs like all the time, but he had to like hold himself back. But I still think they're going to put out a quality product. I really feel like Ryan Reynolds would try to kibosh it if he didn't think this was going to be a great movie. So I'm really excited <laughs> for it. How much do you know how much of the first two movies were kind of like freeformed? Oh, that's such a good question. I don't know. But I also feel like I remember just seeing a blooper reel of like TJ Miller like going through like 18 different lines in one scene. You know? But also yeah, I mean he's sure. no longer like with the project at all. But I feel like the the vibe on set like would support people ad limiting it if they wanted yeah. to. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's my number 3. Still we already talked about excited. it. We're all super excited about it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Can't We're all wait on board for that movie. on the hype train. All bought tickets. Should we keep <laughs> yeah. it to the movies? We've had like a movie <gasps> chain. Do you oh, have a movie? One, I have a movie it. as my number three. Go for and it. this is the only one without a date. So there's like an asterisk oh. on this because I don't know if it will come out this year, but I'm fingers crossed because it was originally planned for this year, you know, but obviously oh, don't the, say it. Do the strikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows <laughs> when it might actually come out, but with the hopes it still comes out later this year. It's Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse. Oh, my oh, no. gosh. Okay. Why are you doing this to me? It's not coming out. You're getting me hyped. So, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the point because I'm so hyped for it. It's gonna. Yeah. It, it might sneak in right at the end of the year. Maybe they're like, oh, you know, Gladiator 2, we can be there on the same weekend. <laughs> double feature. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll be another Barbenheimer situation right, yeah. right at the end of November. Uh, before the holidays, Spider-Aider. Yeah. <laughs> I have just like how Matt is excited for things to come out this year. You know, the Elden Ring DLC, right? Shadow of the Earth Tree. Who knows if that has a date? But it's you know, he's willing it into existence by putting manifesting, manifesting, manifest <laughs> destiny. And that's the same thing with me and Beyond the Spider Verse, where <laughs> we had. Across the Spider-Verse last year, that was so amazing, right? But obviously had the kind of like middle 
and like interquel syndrome a little bit right with the how it ended so i want to see this like through to the end right finishing this trilogy and kind of getting the close to miles story and so i it has to happen this year please (laughs) please sony (laughs) listen i wasn't part of your guys's peer review so i have to say this the first two movies one of my favorite movies of all time yes and so i am absolutely hyped for this sequel but I would have put it in the top three if I knew it was coming out this year. And mm-hmm. to me, I think it's more likely with all the strikes and everything that it gets pushed to next year, which I hate that that's like a reality that we live in. Mm-hmm. But um, I couldn't be more excited for this movie either. I fully support why you put it on there and I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, it would have made my list if it had a date. Absolutely, 100%. Matt, anything to add? I well, yeah, like I'm excited for it, but I don't even <laughs> want to talk about it because this is coming in 2025. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm so yeah, sorry to tell you this, okay. Alex. <laughs> it's no, no, <laughs> just like Shadow of the Earth Tree. We will get beyond the Spider Verse. It was like <laughs> this past month, like like Jordan Peele's new movie was supposed to be like December 25th, 2024, and that just like silently got booted to 2025, and it just like took Spider Verse right with it. Like I was like. <laughs> Both of them <laughs> just kind of like dissipated. But Spider Verse was originally in like June. I know. So if anything, it had more, it. Does, it's, it wasn't coming out the end of the year, so we could, it could push back six months, right? Yeah, right? <laughs> you would think. You would think. Um, I'm pretty sure at the end of 2023, some of the voice actors were saying they hadn't even recorded any of the lines yet, which just mm. I don't know, because like a lot of the people involved with the third movie has said that they didn't think they could meet that initial release date that they had. Right. And so combine that with all the actors' strikes. I mean, listen, like I said, I can't wait to watch this movie. And I hope that it comes out this year, but I'm not holding my breath, unfortunately. Like (laughs) Bong Joon-ho's new movie, Mickey 17, I don't know if this is on anybody's list, but like it almost made my list, but I didn't because I don't know if it's going to be in 2025. It was initially supposed to release on the 19th of january so like it was supposed to release in like a week and a half but they still haven't even told when it's getting released at it's the one that's going to have like robert pattinson and a mark ruffalo um so it's it's going to be a big one and it's going to be awesome but who knows these the (laughs) it's like really unprecedented times with like writer strikes and actor strikes and all these things like we literally Mm -hmm. just have no idea how some of these movies are affected because a24 like you'll see a lot of more a24 movies in the next like year and a half because they accepted terms almost immediately and so many of their films weren't affected at all they were still able to pay everybody well Mm -hmm. and just keep Mm -hmm. going but some of these other places depending upon you know who is producing them who knows they just took the L but yeah a lot of great movies and shows are on a waiting list because of the strikes so yeah 2025 is gonna be pretty great I think 2025 is gonna be awesome it's gonna be awesome Uh, that's our year that's our year everybody (laughs) (laughs) we're already giving up on 2024 I don't I don't have another movie do you have another okay good all right so I'm transitioning over then we're on number three right yeah number three (laughs) yeah okay Hellblade 2 Oh, another nice. game okay. on the list. I have this on the Fantasy Critic. If you haven't watched the episode, go watch it. Um, but basically, just like Joker uh, kind of moved the medium forward as far as talking about mental health, I think 
Hellblade did that a lot with the gaming industry and really talking about mental health and that aspect too. And just the way that they really approached the art form of that game. I don't know how many of you actually have played it yet, but if you haven't, whether it's one of y'all or one of the listeners, it's an interesting just experience overall. It's not the longest game in the world. You're not going to be like blown away by the gameplay, but the experience itself is a lot of fun. So I definitely recommend it. And that's why I'm really excited for this second uh, sequel and or this first sequel. Sorry. And um, we don't have a release date, so that's definitely concerning. But we have been confirmed multiple times that it is going to be 2024 and it's going to be on the Xbox showcase in a, a week or so, like Matt said. OK, uh, so very excited to see what they show in that show in that showcase as well. I'm sure we'll get a release date. At least that's my thought. Okay. Yeah, like I, this 2024, the beginning of 2024, because we don't have a lot of dates right now, like my mind is on my backlog. So like Crisis Core, yeah. The Last of Us, Hellblade is another one that is like, I have to play this because I need to be ready for when this comes. Because this in-game footage, this literally looks like a <laughs> yeah. show. Like this looks like a person. Like this does not look Mm-hmm. anything yeah. have to do with artificial like this is just this is a person that's acting right in front of me and they just <laughs> filmed it like you can't tell me otherwise i i'm excited for this i i've heard so many great things and like your recommendation means a lot like i, I think that this is something i need to check out before it comes out i definitely want to give it some time like play it let it marinate a little bit and then go into the second one so i'm really hoping yeah. i want them to have a good release date but like I'm a little bit terrified. They're like, oh, yeah, it comes out in like a month and a half. Like, that might be too soon. All right. Like, <laughs> yeah. chill. Like, I'm free in May. You want to give me a May game? That would be great. <laughs> totally on board with that. Also, I think you make a really good point about how good it looks because I think this is one of the first games that we got confirmation is going to use Unreal Engine 5. And Unreal Engine 5 in general has a pretty like okay track record so far it's not been amazing but i think um if any developer is going to do a great job with developing their game with this new engine it's going to be um for hellblade 2 and i just can't wait to see what that looks like i think it's going to show off like what we can expect for unreal engine 5 games in the future all right my number three Talking about Unreal Engine 5. This is another game <laughs> that uses Unreal Engine 5 and looks oh, amazing okay. from the gameplay that I've seen, which is Black Myth Wukong, which I did oh, not have the pleasure yeah. to draft this year, but it was on my <laughs> list because it is one of my most anticipated games this year. It looks amazing. The gameplay is something I'm addicted to. Like, I'm addicted to Soulsborne games. And this is something that just, like, <laughs> this action RPG is just... Just scratches that itch that I'm always down for. I, I'm really excited for it because I, I don't... Personally, don't know a lot about, like, Chinese mythology. I don't know a lot about history in that uh, that era. And this is based upon a novel. Supposedly a Chinese novel that I don't know anything mm-hmm. about. And I'm just really excited to learn about that. And at the same time... I'm excited to like have fun gameplay and for it to look amazing. Like this gameplay, it's like, I don't remember it released a, at least a few months ago. Like the gameplay, it was like a chunky 15 minutes and it looks beautiful. It looks amazing. Like everything looks just jaw dropping in my opinion. And I just can't wait. Like it does not look like something that 
that's real. <laughs> and I guess it's because it's unreal engine five. And uh, <laughs> I, this is not an ad, I promise. Um, but I think I, I'm epic just really excited for this. this. Yeah. Epic. If you want yeah. to, like you could, um, but this is this is one of those games that I just feel like this and Rise of the Ronin. I was kind of thinking between the two, like which one really looks like something that I'm going to dive deep into. And I think Black Myth is that. Like this is this is definitely the one that I know nothing about, and I really want to just go into and enjoy it this year. Now, Matt, I have the true question: <laughs> Are you going to fully dive in, and will you play it? with Chinese VO or will you do the English? Oh, dub? wow. That's, that's interesting. I like, I might do the Chinese. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like I played Wolong Fallen Dynasty this past year and that I believe I, this is going to sound really bad. I don't know. It was in a different language that was not English and I read subtitles and it was amazing and it fit really well. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll just keep okay. it at that. I didn't, um, I didn't realize that was a thing though. Like, So by default in the US, what voiceover is it? I think it is English. At least the trailer okay. they showed it was in English. But okay. I only ask it because it's like um, for me in the Like a Dragon series, right? Like these are characters that take place in Japan, and so for and these are Japanese people. So like even though they ended up started uh, adding English dub later on, I felt like you know mm-hmm. it's more true to the form, right? Like this is a realistic story that's like you know it's fictional, but it's taking place in that area, and so I'm like, mm-hmm. well, it feels kind of off to play it in English, even though it would be easier just to play right because it's I don't. You know, I fully understand English. So I won't have to like be reading the subs all the time. But at the same mm-hmm. time, right, it it adds more realism, right? If they're speaking the native language, so this and similar, even though it is fiction and this is a fictional world, I feel like right leaning closer to the source material, I think, kind of gives it an extra like layer, right, to the cultural aspect. But you know, I fully understand. You know, just wanting to listen to it with the English up just to make it easier to digest, right? Because if it is very story heavy, you know, you're, you're then going to be reading a lot in order to <laughs> sure. understand mm-hmm. everything. So, yeah. It comes out That's in August. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. yeah. Right around the birthday. It's going to be really close, like a week away. <laughs> so stoked for it. That'll be my birthday game. We always, we always have great birthday oh, releases, we do. honestly. Yasser and I's <laughs> birthday is one day apart. I don't know if you guys realize that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, early September, our prime game release. Yeah. Dates for sure. Listen, I, I hear you. My birthday is pretty great, too, because I get a lot of oh, yeah? stuff on my birthday. Um, my number two. So we're getting to the top two now, though. We're getting top two. Yeah, top two. My, I'm going to just jump in because my number two is the only video game on my list. Okay. And Keep the train rolling. Yeah, that is Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Love it. <laughs> I'm Another repeat. Nice. Yeah, I'm really excited for this one. I'm actually planning on finishing this one. Okay. We don't have to talk about my gaming history last year in 2023. is a little bit shoddy, a little bit hit or miss. New year, um, different you. Yeah, new year, new me, right? <laughs> and rebirth, so, as they might say. Exactly. <laughs> I'm rebirthing back into my gaming hobby. So I'm really excited for this game. I kind of beat it to death, but get me into Wait, that did casino. You, did you not beat the first remake? No, I did. I oh, did okay. beat. Funny story, actually. I rushed to finish that game before I entered my master's program. Oh, because I, I knew that. the I had moment, to get out of the way. Yeah, I knew that <laughs> once I'd started the program, I would lose a lot of free time. 
And so now that I'm done with my program, I can go back into this universe and it's going to be a great time. Did you finish? Did you finish 16? I promise this is not a roast. Yes. (laughs) You did. did See? Like, (laughs) yeah, we did a peer review on it. Matt. See, see, that's the thing. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. This is, this is, you got this. You've got this. This is going to be great. Final Fantasy 15 was so long ago. You know what I mean? We don't have to bring it up. Yeah. See, you're the one bringing this up. Okay. I have every time. (laughs) No, God. You guys just wait. You guys wait. If we get a, a morsel of any tidbit of Kingdom Hearts 4 this year, that is going to be my entire personality for the rest of the year. And I'm not going to finish any games. I'm going to go and replay everything again. Tiffany, who are you talking to? I've texted you and Alex multiple times last year, and I'm like, should I do it? Should I play all Kingdom Hearts games, or should I play Persona 5 Royal? And you guys are like, no, you've done that already. Play Persona 5 Royal. But I've been wanting yeah. to replay all of Kingdom Hearts. I will be there with you. What are you talking about? Yeah, we're, we're just going to be, I got to get those puddings. I never platinumed Kingdom Hearts 3 because it was just too daunting. I've I'm, actually never platinumed any of the Kingdom Hearts games, but. I've never platinumed any game, any Kingdom Hearts game because I played them all on Xbox or original PS2. But I 100%ed yeah. all of them <laughs> that I've played. That's, that's fair. Speaking of, I have had that. I'm pretty high up there in my backlog for a while now and i also want to play those games <gasps> and now i own them because i game share with matt so let's go there's really less and less excuses for me to ever like finally dive into the kingdom hearts series. if you dive into it i'm replaying i don't care what i'm playing <laughs> <laughs> you're that's like, like the final straw it's this literally it. like wolong not wolong sorry wukong wukong comes don't out care. and then yeah Elden Ring <laughs> dlc could be on the same day i'll be like all right like friendship's my adventure time to go to traverse town everybody <laughs> yeah we'll make a brand new sub-series where it's just the adventuring through kingdom hearts and just <laughs> the experiences of breaking oh. down what does it mean to be a nobody really yeah exactly <laughs> yeah amazing all right my number two retreading old ground because we've already talked about this oh. but i want to give it more flowers it's my mm. most anticipated movie of the year which is Dune 2. This is a movie yes! that should have came out this year. This would have potentially like... I mean, last year. Uh, sorry, yeah. Uh, that's what I meant. Yeah. I'm still living in the past. Um, this should have came out in 2023. Honestly, like it would have been up there as far as getting an Academy Award nominee, um, getting a Golden Globe nominee. Like these are These are the type of movies that Dune had. Like Dune was awesome. And Dune 2 is going to be awesome. I... I hated that they split it up, but I think that they split it up really well where it is in the book. And the events that happen in the book that will happen in Dune 2 are going to be wild and going to be exciting, and I'm very excited for it. Um, you're going to see an amazing antagonist, um, and you're going to be able to kind of like witness heartbreak, and I'm just excited to see this on the silver screen. I hope it... Um, I hope it plays into a possibility. They have not said that they will redo the second book yeah money being money they might (laughs) like they like (laughs) money so they probably will do dune messiah dune messiah gonna be weird and i wonder if they're gonna hint at some of that weirdness um but i'm excited i'm excited timothy chalamet um i i think he's kind of like the new hotness I watched Wonka. Yeah. Wonka was my last movie I watched in 2023. <laughs> and okay. I I enjoyed it. 
the first half I was like, this is just Timothy Chalamet. He's not Wonka. But then the second half I was like, no, he's Wonka. Like, this is great. Um, <laughs> oh, I've okay. never felt that way with, with Timothy Chalamet and Dune. Like, him to me, yeah. he's Paul. Like, he is, is he is the main character and he's always been the main character and he's played him really well. So I expect the same thing. Like, I, I know we've talked about it, but I think that Dune 2 really has an opportunity to be the best movie this year. And I'm excited. I'm really, really excited. I'm glad it, we don't have to wait the entire year to watch it. It's since it's yes. out in March, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, March first. Oh, first. Okay. First. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're doing yeah, it. Yeah, when you said that the second half, or like after you finished part one of the book, that everything else kind of just like flew by. Yeah. Gave me a good idea that the second movie is going to be amazing. Yeah. So I'm really excited. Keeping that on my radar. Hell yeah. Number two, who's going next? Who's going next? I just want right, to point I'll go. out. Oh, wait, go ahead, Alex. What are you pointing out? That there's <laughs> yeah. so much excitement about it. And I'm like, but Rebirth comes out the night before. So you're going to have to take a break from Rebirth in order to go see Dune Part 2. That's okay. Mm. That's okay. That's I'll always, I'll always <laughs> pause. Always pause for a movie. <laughs> He'll play on All his right, portal my... while watching the movie. Oh, next level. You would not disgrace Imagine. that. Yeah, that is unacceptable. Are you guys, do you guys approve of watching movies for the first time while doing something else? No. Yes. I feel like that's a very big faux pas to me. I, um, I can't accept it. If I'm at home, it's, yeah. I'm uninhibited. I have no idea what's oh, going man. on. It could, I could, <laughs> I could be checking out for the first time and playing Marvel Snap simultaneously. Or I could I'm, be completely engrossed in it. Who knows? If I'm excited in a movie or excited about a movie, I'm locked in. I'm not doing anything else. Not on my phone. Not gaming. I'm just watching that movie. And I'm engrossed in that world. So I'm going to be honest with you. If I'm excited for a movie, I'm in the theater watching it. And in the theater, I am not like I am all in, all focused. If I don't make it. You're not. You're not playing Marvel Snap in the theater. Correct. (laughs) That is correct. However, if a movie doesn't get my hype enough to get me out to the theater and I wait for it to be streaming or renting, it doesn't, like, I can do whatever I want. Interesting, interesting. I yeah. I love watch I love watching TV while playing games. Like, I'm a big, like, TV and game person. Mm-hmm. I don't personally, like, for movies, I don't personally do anything because I enjoy movies quite a bit, and I love, like, mm-hmm. reviewing them and thinking about them. I have no problem with someone else if they feel that way. Like, movies to some people might be what TV is to me. Like, if we're at home and we're mm-hmm. just, like, watching and I don't care. Like, do what you want. Um, (laughs) I personally, I want to really, like, focus on it. But I'm cool if someone else, like, doesn't care as much. In a movie theater, though, if you're on your phone or if you're doing (laughs) anything or if you're talking or, like, any, like, literally anything. (laughs) Like, if you're chewing too loud, dead. (laughs) Let's have words. Um, I was literally breathing. If I can hear the breathing. Oh my God. You're dead. Yeah. I will be dead. Listen, if you have a hyperactive bladder and you're on the end seat, get it. Just get a new seat. Get a new seat. You know what I mean? Don't come past here. Don't you want them on the end seat? 
Uh, sorry, uh, I meant like if they're on the... If you're the, not in... If you're, if if you're not, not okay. on the end seat. Yeah. Like if you're peeing <laughs> yeah. like six times a movie, if it's only a two-hour movie, <laughs> dude, see a doctor. Like don't come here. Go to the doctor. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. continue. <laughs> All right, I'll go next. Um, this one is not media. <laughs> oh. So uh, I, I think there's going to be a lot more uh trips on here uh but a lot of those are still being planned so i can't put them in but i do have sf trips um in the plans in the books nice and there's gonna be lakers warriors games involved Ooh. and that's gonna be the first time i've seen the lakers which are my nba team wow okay unaware cool. uh since i saw kobe in dc so it's been a very long time um nice. and then also planning some yosemite hiking and i can't wait for that because that's gonna be amazing first time i've been in yosemite which is a big deal for me uh so i cannot wait for that trip and i just thought it'd be good to kind of mix it in with some of the media things that we're anticipating also anticipating some cool stuff outside of media this year for sure yeah love that oh yeah uh as a callback to Matt's, like when he was younger, story my my reference for this when I was younger, I always thought it was pronounced Yosomite. <laughs> oh my god! You know when he says younger, he means be. last year. <laughs> Tiffany finally told him, uh, like like thirty seconds ago. <laughs> he was like, "That's how you pronounce it." <laughs> um, it must have been when he was very young, because we've literally gone to Yosemite as a family trip. So okay, maybe that's so you guys have gone. Do you guys you have recommendations so on where to go to, or is it really just like family trips? So you didn't really do too much. Yeah, it was family trip. Didn't do too much. A lot of driving yeah. through it. To be completely honest, sure, families love to do that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that just was... drive through it, see the views. <laughs> yeah, that's literally like kind of what we did. I was in high Fair school, enough. so Alex was like in elementary school at that point. I don't know. He was calling it Yosemite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Alex, give us your number two. All right, number two. Reference it earlier. Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth. Ooh, nice. Okay. It's Ooh. so high up also because we are so close, right? This is only a couple weeks away. Mm-hmm. I'll be going True. to Hawaii, you know, beating up the local thugs in Hawaii now instead of being in Japan <laughs> as the last, like, eight games were. And also, I'm really hype about it because having just finished the last release back last year, like Dragon Gaiden, the story connects right up into how we uh, get to uh, Infinite Wealth. And so it is that it was that missing link to really get me back into it because, you know, like a Dragon 8 or 7 came out. I think like four or five years ago at this point. Mm -hmm. So in terms of like the momentum, right, the series is kind of lost in. So now this has got me back in. I'm excited. Brand new location. I'm a little scared because they said it's three times the size of any previous map they've made. So this is going to be the biggest like a dragon game ever. And so hopefully it doesn't take me the like 120 hours that it took me (laughs) to get through Persona 5 Royal. Royal. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, just throwing in that dig. But if it does, I'll have all the fun because what Yakuza does best are the mini games. You know, just like how Gold Saucer is going to deliver with its mini games. I'm going to be playing Mahjong. I still won't understand how to actually play it, (laughs) but I'll be doing it for the trophy. You know it. All I know is like... (laughs) I there's actually when we were at PAX Unplugged last year, there was literally a booth 
teaching people how to play mahjong. Oh, Alex, and I was shame like, on Alex, you. you should go to that. And he's like, no, get it away from me. <laughs> when I've played like eight games worth that has mahjong implemented and I still don't understand, I think I'll just never understand. No, maybe if you had a human instructor, you will actually be able to learn it's and understand. It's just beyond my pea brain mind to understand oh, the rules yeah. of mahjong. Oh, God. I just see these old people with their tiles lined up, putting them in the middle, taking tiles from the middle. I'm just like, they look like they're having a fun time. All right. <laughs> is it like uh, dominoes? No, it is not like dominoes. I, it's like really complicated poker, kind of. Like that's like the closest like with analogy like I can make. Tiles, thick and stumpy tiles. Yeah, because thick. like you have hands and you want to be matching like symbols. Like there, like there's so many rules, and obviously, mm-hmm. like poker, there are variations. Mm-hmm. So there isn't just one way to play mahjong, but there are several different types of mahjong. Um, but besides that, you know, it has great stuff. They because it's Sega, they have a lot of nods to other games. So there's a crazy taxi styled mini game where you're delivering food on a bike. Like Uber, like Uber Eats combined with Crazy Taxi, and so there's just gonna be a lot of fun crossover, <laughs> and it's gonna keep up uh, with the mantra of the series, where it's called like a dragon for a reason, right? Like it's crazy, it's energetic. What's mm-hmm. great is right because this is a continuation of Seven, and this is the turn-based RPG entries that there's classes, so this is continuing that. But in particular, one of the new classes is called the Suji Mancer which is basically like a Pokemon trainer. So you'll be collecting what they called Sujimon. And so we're, we're getting into the real nitty gritty of seven, but just to keep it very <laughs> top level, the Sujimon are like Pokemon, right? It's a play on words and you're essentially going to be able to recruit them and then summon them in battle. So use them as part of your team. And just by that, like seeing that as a new job is like goes to show how great, and how imaginative they are going to be, right? Like, you'd think that they're doing traditional jobs, and, right, like, the job titles reflect similar things. You know, you have tanks, you have healers, but they give it that Yakuza spin where it's like, oh, you know, for this one class, we're going to call it the Aquanaut, and you're basically a scuba diver. Like, you're in scuba diving gear, and, like, all your moves are going to be related to, like, you know, fish and like summoning fish. And if people learned, the... In the, if people played Lucky or Yakuza like as dragons, um, one of the summons in that game was a lobster. So literally one of the people you could call up to help you in battle was a lobster you save from the river. And so I hope that continues. I hope we get a new lobster friend. Maybe it's a dolphin this time. I don't know what's indigenous to Hawaii, but it's going to be a great time. And it's coming out in just a few short weeks. So that's going to basically be my gaming up until rebirth. Can, can I just say one thing? Like this past two or three minutes is the reason why I'll never understand like a dragon ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, could have, you could have literally been talking about anything like Pokemon is in there. You're summoning lobsters Mahjong. and I'm like, Oh, taxi it? driver. <laughs> yeah. Most importantly, I can't believe I left this out. This is for everyone. This might come. Maybe this is the, the missing piece they, that I needed. 
Yeah. They basically have Animal Crossing built into the game. Oh, oh. yeah. I did see that. <laughs> that I saw, you like get an island and you can like yeah, it, So it's called it. Dondoko Island and <laughs> you'll take a boat out to this island from Hawaii. So it's, you know, it's not connected to the mainland, but you go out and you're basically renovating it. You're cleaning it up. You're helping locals kind of resettle <laughs> onto the island. You have to defend it against when thugs attack. Oh, you know, my there God. Is defense <laughs> missions. And on top of that, there's going to be a lot of exclusive stuff that like helps you on your main journey where it's like you're going to make bonds. You're going to make friends on the island, and that's going to help you back in the main game. So there is – this is like 10 games in one. This is the only game I'm going <laughs> to need for the whole year. <laughs> yeah, I know. No. It's like Rare Replay, but it's just like a dragon. <laughs> what they really needed is not to ask can we do this but should we like we just needed one person in that room just like guys i I think animal crossing's (laughs) enough right (laughs) i'm excited for you are you like when rebirth comes out i'm assuming from your explanation you're going to be playing this like nonstop between when it releases to rebirth are you putting this on pause to play Rebirth or are you going to finish it first before starting Rebirth since Rebirth was so so lower on your list? Absolutely, I'll be stopping. And this is mostly because of the spoilers, spoilers right? Uh, unfortunately, as I hoped maybe like, you know, like a dragon has more of a fan base, I know less people will be playing it. So there's less of a chance probably it'll be you know, running through the internet sphere, right? So the uh, likelihood of encountering a spoiler is almost non-existent. But I know with Seven, right, people are going to want to talk about the differences. And, you know, I want to be a part of it, right? Like, I want to see what people's thoughts are on the changes. And so when it does come out, we'll be putting uh, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth on pause just so I can get through at least the one playthrough of uh, Rebirth so I know what happened, so I can, you know partake in the podcast partake in the youtube videos to see kind of people's theory crafting and uh also i know seven rebirth is going to be an amazing game right as it's it was number five on my list for a reason it's just right it doesn't have you know fake animal crossing in it that we know of that we know of you don't know there that's might true. be it, it it does have two <laughs> buggies though saucer. maybe we can play mario kart or something that's right the i was Cobo just racing. thinking so th- the release of Rebirth is right before our Final Fantasy Symphony concert. Oh, that's so awesome. Sales are going to yeah. hit so hard. Yeah, we're going to have to take what? a break. We're going to have to take a break. Tell me more concert. about the Symphony concert. What is this? Oh, actually, I think it's going to Seattle or the West Coast somewhere. Listen, why is this not on your list? Is this why not your number not one? About it? What's going on here? Oh, it's not my number one. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we are entering number one, y'all. But yeah, we're going to a Final Fantasy Symphony concert. They, It's Distant World. It's it's Distant World. They do it every so often. I feel like they almost do it annually. They go to ran, not random cities across the United States, but they, they select across these the cities. World. Yeah, across yeah. the world. That's true. They go across the world and they um, have symphony orchestra play final fantasy music hmm. and do they incorporate the games at all or is it just like them playing the music that's a really good question i don't know the answer to that because okay. when i did i went to a studio ghibli concert they did have a giant screen that they incorporated visuals mm-hmm. um there but i don't know for distant worlds if they're doing that 
They'll be in Seattle I, I on the nineteenth and twentieth of January, Yasser. So you've got a little bit of time. <laughs> They're still selling tickets. All right, I'll look into it. I haven't played the game. Oh, well. <laughs> what? Wait, any Final it. Fantasy? No, none of them. Oh, well then, okay, then don't go. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> like, very distraught at me right now. No, I'm sorry. I, have you played zero <laughs> Final Fantasy games? Do we have an intervention concert. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Oh my gosh. All right, quick question. You should play. You should play. Um, remake. Yeah, yeah. No, it's on my list. You have it. It's downloaded. Yeah, yeah. I have it. <laughs> yep. Quick question. Uh, how much time are you gonna have between like a dragon and rebirth? Uh, basically a month. Like a good like one month. And so almost. you're saying that this is like so and or you're gonna be enjoying it for so long that after a month you're still not gonna be done with everything. I, at least I not honestly, done with the story. I honestly Yasser, don't know. There's a Pokemon because... game and an Animal Crossing <laughs> game within that game. And a lobster. So, <laughs> as much as you know, listeners of the podcast might know, right? I'm a big platinum trophy enthusiast. So I I go mm. through these rigorous challenges. I do all the trophies. <laughs> I I, and for the most part, right? Effectively, 100 percent a lot of games. The only Yakuza game I've ever platinumed was yakuza 7 like a dragon and so Mm -hmm. and that's only because they updated the trophy list right to make it a little bit easier where you don't necessarily have to do 100 percent of literally everything in the game because one of the stumping blocks (laughs) was was mahjong (laughs) in the past games where i just was never good enough to be able to do the challenges and so the platinum trophies eluded me so in the case that they run the same line, then oh, hopefully I don't have to do stuff like that and it'll just be everything else. And that's also the thing. I don't know how long that stuff is going to take me. Like if the Animal Crossing mini like side story they want takes you to like five-star island, hours, Alex. You got to five-star yeah, the if, island. If that's what it's going to take, then I don't know. Like Tiffany played Animal Crossing for like 700 hours. So if I have to do that like within Yakuza <laughs> Infinite Wealth, Imagine. then... And yes. defend it. That's just how it's going to be. They didn't even have guns in Animal Crossing. Bugs, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, they're going to come in and throw weeds all over your island. And then you're going to have to pick that ish yeah. up. Yeah. And know? I'm going to summon right, my uh, trash bag wearing Sujimon to go pick up all the trash <laughs> and put it in. What the? <laughs> wow. Wow, there's there's so many layers to this. So many layers. <laughs> I, it's too deep. I'll spare the listeners. It goes deep. I'm going to like... <laughs> I'm going to watch you play the Animal Crossing portion of that game, stare at it, and be like, get up. And I'm going to take over and play the Animal <laughs> That's Crossing hilarious. portion of that game. <laughs> it's a joint platinum. Um, yeah, basically. <laughs> um, I mean, those are half my platinums, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> it's Alex carrying my bean body through <laughs> the trophy list. <laughs> um, guys, we're getting to our, our number one our number one and most anticipated experience of 2024. Now, I do want to ask my first question. Does anyone have something on their list that we've already mentioned? Yes. <gasps> yes. Oh. 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 No. Okay, me neither. So who wants <laughs> – I can't – wait, should we have the – I'll go first. I'll already... go first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll go okay. first. Uh, like, I don't want to take – I just went on my tirade He just so went long. on, you know, I want to <laughs> water up, take a breather. Yeah. I'll, you know, I'll be, you know, at least 10 minutes. Um. You know, I want to give flowers still to our number ones, even though they're already mentioned. Yep. Yeah. But my right. number one, 
It's Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Like this is, yeah! there it is this again. is. I'm screaming. Yeah, I'm like screaming. <laughs> this is something that I kind of like showed my hand last week when I said that it was my top experience that I'm looking forward to this year, and I was like, maybe they just didn't realize. But I said it I last week, and I'm saying it again this week. Um, this is this is the game that I am looking forward to the most. We don't have a lot of release dates out there. But out of the ones yeah. we have, like this is the one that makes me so excited. Like I am oh, into God, Final Fantasy VII oh, right now. Oh my God. I texted Alex <laughs> yesterday and I was like, yeah, you know, like finish Crisis Core. So I need another portal game because I was kind of finishing Crisis Core on my portal, like the platinum on my portal, you know, doing all these like mindless. <laughs> you had to do 300 missions for the platinum, like these like mm-hmm. no brain shot. dead oh, missions. It was awful. Anyway, um, <laughs> 39 hours done but um, oh my god <laughs> um and then rng wasn't total, on my side it was awful um mm-hmm. but i was like i need another portal game do you think it's too much if i play final fantasy 7 for the first time from the, the ps4 yeah the original before oh, okay rebirth comes out and he's like yeah it's too much <laughs> he's like just, <laughs> just take it easy like <laughs> there's other games take and he gave seat. me yeah. three good recommendations that i'll probably hit up at some point um potentially soon but um i'm i'm very excited like this is something where i don't really understand what's going on um, my mm-hmm. first real love for Final Fantasy VII was Advent Children, which are also releasing yes. again in the theaters, Gosh. which I'm like down I to go. I, like I'm down to go to the theater to watch it. Like I'm planning on <laughs> yeah. it. It's it's going to be this amazing. Is a movie? Yeah, Advent yeah. Children. So it's oh, it's okay. set after Final Fantasy VII. So I've watched things that are after Final Fantasy VII. I've now played Crisis Core before Final Fantasy VII. I've never actually played <laughs> Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy. <laughs> I've played Sora and Sephiroth and and Cloud and Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Like I am, I've been everywhere except for the main game. So I was like, well, maybe I could, and then I could like be part of that discourse of like the changes and the differences. But I I'm gonna take Alex's opinion and and, and not do that just so I don't get burnt out because this game is gonna take over my life. February 29th. Um, I'm just so, so excited for it. And honestly, I don't know why, I don't know how I could be less excited. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I support MinMax and one thing that they do, they do deepest dives and they're going to do mm-hmm. a deepest dive on, uh, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy seven rebirth at launch. So I'll be playing alongside their community and it'll be fun. It'll be like a little game club and I'm so down to do a peer review with you all when we all finish it. And by all, I mean maybe two, maybe three. How dare you? I was just going to say that I'm so excited to like play a game alongside yes. you guys. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. The last time that happened, it was Final Fantasy 16. I just didn't want to put pressure on oh. you, Tiffany. That's the thing. That's I, and I don't want to be like, yeah. hey, the three of us have to do a peer review. And then you're like, that's guys, Deadline I just sucked. read 15 books this month instead. I, yeah, <laughs> that is true. That's really... Yeah, that's that's happened before. Uh, I am traveling literally that around that time to go see the Final Fantasy Distant Worlds concert, so I'm gonna be a little bit away, so I'll be behind. But I will try to quickly catch up. So that's in Nova. It's in DC, yes. isn't it? Okay, okay. It's yeah, also in North Carolina, and f- at the beginning of February, yes. I looked at all the tickets um, as yeah. we're sitting here. <laughs> yeah, you're just like. <laughs> 
Alex. All right, Alex. All right. Something we already mentioned. Yep, and it's at the top of my list, and this is one that Yasser was commenting that I was asleep on, but I was just hiding my excitement. (laughs) And that is Arcane Season 2. Nice. Nice. And this is mostly because, and I mentioned it in our peer review, check it out of Season 1 that Tiffany and I discussed one-on-one, how much we enjoyed it. (laughs) Loved it. And but one particular point I want to bring forth, you know, here if you don't have time to listen to that peer review, is Arcane is designed for people that have never touched the game. You know, if you don't even know what League of Legends is, you don't need to. You don't need to know anything. You can just go into this. It does a great job in in building its own world, right? And having these characters. And on top of that, you know, if you are so intrigued for whatever reason, you can go do it, but there's zero need to go play the game because the game really doesn't add any more, add anything more besides other characters that may appear. And so stuff like the trailer that Netflix recently showed for season two, it shows a very obvious character that if you know the game, you know who that character is, but to, you know, newcomers, your only connection is to what happens in season one. And so there are these kind of like levels, right, where it's designed to say it's drawing a lot of the source material from the game, but nothing in the game really has bearing besides you know the background, Mm -hmm. you have a lot of interesting tie-ins, right? You know, it's like, oh, this character's there, they're obviously tied to this other character, and it's coming to fruition in the show. And so I really hope they continue to expand. I know this is focused on one particular city uh, interaction and kind of uh, dichotomy, but the world is much larger. And so honestly, with the title of the show being called Arcane, they can definitely stretch us out and tell stories from the entire world. And there is already kind of links laid that they indicate for other characters from other countries slash nations to appear, mm-hmm. at least maybe in the future. And so I think based on that, right, like this is such a great gateway because honestly, I would never recommend anyone to go play League of Legends despite having played the game for 13 years now. Like this is, I've literally spent like most of my life playing this game in terms of (laughs) I've never played any game more than this. And so despite that fact, I still wouldn't recommend it in 2024 to anyone to go play it. But (laughs) if you're any at all interested in that world, just watch the show because I think it does such a great job. And it's, as as Yasser was even probing before, it does delve into a lot of mature tones and in a similar way, right? Obviously it is a fancy story, but you know, you can kind of see ties to, you know, familial, uh, bonds and strengths and this kind of as tiffany mentioned found family and this kind of idea where for me family stories really take a heavy or i relate heavily to family stories and so because this is such a you know basically sister sister story that even though you know i don't have that relationship but the family ties really bring it all together and so i'm really excited for season two finally coming out so how do you reconcile that you would never recommend to play league at this current point in time. But also the show might like encourage people who've never played League to want to play League. Because um, I feel like if I were to watch it, I might want to try out League. <laughs> and I've heard very similar reviews of the game, uh, at least in its current state, as you just pointed out and stated out. There are few ways you can go about it. There's actually a <laughs> mobile version of the game, which True. is much simpler. 
it's it's very sim similar to the PC version, but it, they obviously have refined the mechanics down to be played on a mobile device. And mm-hmm. so I would say maybe try that route. You know, it's a little bit more casual. It's not as serious, right? Games are a lot faster because I think that's yeah. the biggest kind of gate uh, keeper and that sometimes league matches. I Like literally just a few days ago, I played one game for 55 minutes. And oh so, gosh. and that was just one match. And so, that like, games can be that long. Um, and on top of that, there's also a card game. So, if maybe the mm-hmm. MOBA isn't your style, you can play mm. that instead. And so, they have done a lot of other things. And on top of that, um, as recently as a couple of years ago, they started doing uh, single player uh, console and PC games. So, there are a lot of ways to like get into the world that isn't the League of Legends core MOBA experience as it is today that I feel like if mm. you want to get more, you can take these other avenues and see different stories too. Because especially with um, one of the console games, it's called Ruined King, and it deals with the Shadow Isles, that that is another kind of aspect where I feel like that would also translate well into a show, right? If they want to tell that story in the arcane format. So mm-hmm. they've kind of laid the groundwork in these uh, other games as well beyond the main game to get you in. So that's why as well, it's it, they've right has done a good job in broadening the scope where you don't have to engage with the main game because you might be afraid of <laughs> its reputation, so to speak. Yeah. That's a good answer. I didn't actually. I actually wasn't aware of all those different forms of league at this point. That's kind of crazy to me. Yeah, they have a, uh, they have a rhythm game. They have a two D platformer like Metroidvania. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, oh my gosh! Like they're coming out. I think with like a visual novel. It's called Bandle Tale. It deals with yordles, and so like they're really branching into all these different genres. And you you know you can find the one that really fits your your niche. Mm. I love yordles. <laughs> I love that you guys use that so casually and you could have easily just made that word up. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was like, you're not even going to elaborate that yordles are a race. Well, you'll see a yordle in the show. (laughs) If you watch season one, there's a yordle in the show. (gasps) He's one of my favorite yordles. I have to say, his name is Heimerdinger and I love playing as him. I I really like League of Legends. Do you you play the card game, Tiffany? You perked up when you mentioned that. So I played it in the beginning. I dumped $10 into it, and I still think I have like $8 left on that account. And I I kind of backed out of it mainly because it, for me, it was a situation, even though I raved about Lorcana last year, and I still love Lorcana, I'm not very good at all with deck building. And so with when I got into Runeterra, which is the League of Legends card game, it was very much in the beginning, you had to kind of create your own decks. And I was not very good at at understanding synergies i would also like to say this is before i got into slay the spire i i'm like pretty sure it was before slay the spire or any um other actually yeah right alex when did runeterra come out it was like before 2000 like 18 ish okay i mean i was playing board i was playing board games that had deck building mechanics in it but i didn't really understand it you know since marvel snap like that's more i will build my own decks and i understand that so i've evolved as a card player so i really <laughs> probably should check out runeterra again but i i haven't but i i really do there are a lot of character designs that i adore from league of legends and there's some gameplay that i really do enjoy i play very casually at this point 
Alex started playing League of Legends, and then a few months later, I started playing League of Legends, and it just kind of took over my college life for a little bit. But I have <laughs> not, I am not com- very competitive at all in the MOBA scene. But I love the show. And when Alex was saying that a trailer came out recently that showed off a character that is that we'll likely see in the next season. I texted him and I was like, is that supposed to be blah? And he's like, no, it's blah. And I was like, oh, (laughs) like I didn't even recognize the character. It's they didn't look exactly the same as they appear in the game. So there, there's a little bit of, uh, it's not like very obviously, but there's one particular element that, indicates who it is yeah and i did not even i but alex was i completely (laughs) far gone from my question when i asked who it was no because i think that other character might actually show up because they are related so they might appear in the season also who knows yeah so i'm not a complete turd bucket (laughs) with lethal legends lore okay that's what we were all thinking (laughs) (laughs) oh man listen i mean i'm pretty excited that Two of the things that I'm really excited about are your guys's number one. Yeah, it's gonna like, be a good year. We're just gonna, we're gonna be on the hype train together. Um, <laughs> and I hope they do that bundling of like episodes again, like they did with season yeah. one. Like I want like a mm. three episode through a batch, like each week or like yeah. two episodes. You know, more than one per week at, at least. Yeah. I feel like at this point I have to watch Arcane, so I'll make sure I get that done this year for sure. Sweet. At least the first season. Yeah. <laughs> Wholeheartedly. All right, I'll go. Okay. I'll go next. Okay. And then we'll have our host be the finale. I feel like that makes natural sense. Okay. <laughs> All right. So like I said early on, um, I don't really get hyped for very many like games, movies in general. A lot of the stuff on this list, especially the movies, I had to look them up, see like what's coming out in 2024. Mm-hmm. Usually I just like hear about them when they're about to come out. The trailer comes out a month beforehand and that's when I'm watching it. Uh, so that's why this last thing is not media again. It is something called STP. It is a bike ride from Seattle to Portland. It's going to be over 200 miles, and it's also like part of a goal of mine this year. So nice. It's going to be my top experience. It's going to be pretty crazy. I'm probably going to die halfway through. Wow. But, Have you been uh, training? It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm going to be, yeah. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm going. I mean, like, I've, I've, <laughs> like I've biked quite a bit, but like to do this, you have to kind of train, right? So, yeah. There's training plans that start in February. I'm probably going to be doing those. Uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's going to be a crap load of people. So I'm going to try to not to die. That's my goal. That's awesome. So if you guys see so me like after July, that means I somehow didn't die. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Also, you need yeah. a vlog it. You need a vlog it. You need the behind the scenes. Yeah. Alex is thinking content first and foremost. Wow, that's so cool. So how... Like, how many days would you be doing this? It's gonna. So some people do it in one day, but most people do it in two days. Sheesh. I'm gonna be doing it in two days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One day. I don't think I'm. I'm built for one day. A lot of. Uh, a lot of people that do day. the one day are usually like veterans, like they've done it before, and like I want to just do it again in one day. Um, and obviously, like the avid bikers have been biking their entire life, and like professional bikers and whatnot. But none of those things are me. So, uh, really looking forward to it, but. Um, it's going to be kind of crazy because it is an event and there's going to be like thousands of people doing it all at the same time. So, uh, yeah, it, um, it's in mid-July and so I have plenty of time to prepare. Man, <laughs> is it going to awesome. be hot? 
Oh, I guess not. It's northeast. It's gonna oh, be no. warm, but like that's that's like the, my preference, anyways. I prefer mm-hmm. it not to be freezing or like me shivering while I'm doing this for an entire day. Right. Uh, so I think July is gonna be a perfect time for it. Um, I just hope it's enough time for me to get ready and not die. <laughs> Are you gonna bike back? Good question. Good question. No, I'm not biking. Back. Okay, I was like, <laughs> how do you like, do this? The challenge they, is yeah, only have to it. Portland. It's not yeah. all the way to Seattle. <laughs> it's not S T P S or T S. Yeah, it's not S P S. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, so there's a lot of different ways you can do it. But they have a bus you can take back with your bike, or okay. they can transfer transport your bike back to Seattle, and you can like fly or do whatever you want back. I haven't really decided yet how I'm gonna go back. Probably a flight just because that's faster. I don't want to be on a bus forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't think anyone's going to want to bike back after they bike over 200 miles to Portland. Yeah, that's <laughs> but what I was, do like, want to stay about. in Portland for at least like a few days because I've never been to Portland yet. Yeah. Um, it's been one of the places I wanted to check out. So hopefully I'm not like dead dead where I can like at least explore a little bit of Portland before I head back. But yeah, it's going to be a good time. When I went to visit Seattle two years ago i remember (laughs) yeah (laughs) i went to portland for like a couple nights that was you like it yeah i did like it it was really cool i still need to go back to go to mount rainier that's what i need to do you still haven't oh yeah you didn't get time to do that well we went to mount rainier but we didn't realize that there would still be snow yeah in that there's gonna be like snow the majority of the year yeah (laughs) Which we did not prepare for on this hike, y'all. We were wearing like joggers and sneakers and not snowshoes and those snow picks that everyone else had when we got to the top. That was our bad. In their, in their defense, it was early September and it was really warm in the West Coast still. Like very yeah, warm. We it did not in expect the 80s, 70s, yeah. snow at that altitude, but I guess I'm just a dummy because that's how altitude works. <laughs> it happens, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'll hit you up for some Portland recommendations then. Okay. See if you have anything that I have to go to on there. I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> we went to a Costco. But like, oh my I'm God. not going to Costco. I, I know. I know. <laughs> Yasser rescinds his ask yeah, for a recommendation. Kidding. Yeah. Um, well, I know a place that yeah, has a really. That was, a, that was an aside. That was really aside. economic hot dog combo that you could get yeah. for cheap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but okay. Alex is literally pointing to his Costco shirt that he was wearing. Yes, I literally sweatshirt. asked him about this before we started. Like, yeah. why are you wearing a Costco shirt? Apparently, it's, that was an offensive question to ask. So. It's value. That's why. <laughs> We're Costco the only, stands. The only True. reason their entire Half family has cost. one is because they got it in, in bulk. <laughs> Listen, and we saved some monies, okay? <laughs> Savings every day, all day. So, okay, my I'm, I'm going into it. My number one most anticipated experience is going to happen on January 30th. And it is a release of a book that I have been waiting for for a year. Um, Basically, there's this author, Sarah J. Moss. She writes uh, fantasy romance and she has like over 15 books published. And 
she is a third series. The third book is coming out on January 30th. I'm taking a half day of vacation time so oh I can go to Barnes and Noble to pick up. Wow. I pre-ordered a signed edition of this book. Was it Harry Potter? I, Whoa. Picking it up. Listen, I'm already devastated they're not doing a midnight release for this book, okay? That's my own issue Then that she would I have. have taken the whole day off. I would have taken the whole day off if, they, if I had a midnight release. Others... Stores in the state in the United States are doing midnight release parties, but nothing in the oh. area that I'm in, so that's a bummer. But anyway, guys, I can't explain how crazy this book series is. So I this author has written three series and literally spoilers! These are spoilers for this book series, sort of. What? What if you want to read it? I don't know if you guys are going to read it. This is a very long book. Each book is like okay, but we could read it. I might read it. Our listeners might read it. Okay, it's. I mean, it's fantasy romance. Encapsulate your feelings. So this third book, this third book is an urban, like paranormal fantasy. There's werewolves. There's demons. There's, wait. I th- no, there's no vampires. I don't think there are vampires. Is this Twilight? Like the Wolf Among Us. <laughs> yeah. Have you read sh- this book? <laughs> I, shut up! I know, freak. I can't remember if there's vampires. It's actually her pen name. Shif- uh, there's shifters. Um, and there's fae, the fae or fairies, whatever you know, like more of like puck, and kind of the Midsummer Night's Dreams have fae, not necessarily like fairies, like Tinkerbell or whatever. Anyway, there's just all these, every type of, there's angels, or like not, they're not, they're, they just have angel-like wings, but they're not angels per se, but I mean, you would describe them as angels type, seraphim type people, whatever. And Uh. there's just a culmination of characters meeting in this next book, and I'm just so excited for it. I've literally been re-listening to like her other series or like audiobooking her other series to like get in her mind space. Like I'm like trying to relive this author's work so I can be better prepared for this last or I don't even know if it's the last book. That's another thing that really upsets me is I don't know if this is going to be the final book in a trilogy or if this is like a third book in a quartet. We don't know. I don't know. And okay. I'm just so excited for this book. I can't even explain. I have, I have questions. Yeah, please. All right. So <laughs> uh, to like understand the world more, are there like podcasts or shows or movies that kind of like delve into this uh, kind of world more? Well, there's literally a YouTuber that summarizes her the books. Like she has a like a two hour <laughs> explanation of the plot of each book okay which could or couldn't be interesting i don't know i actually think well, that would be a fun. spoiler i would want to not true. watch that before yeah. that's true i no, i don't think that there i mean there probably are like podcast episodes for book podcasts that just talk about this series sure. but i don't know and there's a lot of like tiktoks instagram reels like talking about theories about it the reddit's pretty active i feel like i'm like on the reddit like look but i've read the book so like i know what's going on um and the people have all these freaking theories right now there's a lot of ship wars y'all relationship wars ship wars ship shipping you know yaster when you ship two characters together you don't know about shipping (laughs) shipping like amazon no like relationships (laughs) fedex 
uh-huh. when you ship UPS. two characters together, you know? U.S. Postal Service. Can you give me like an example from like a movie or a um, film? Or when a people game? ship Hermione and Draco Malfoy. Oh, people do that? That's a yes. weird That's a weird example. People, <laughs> people ship Hermione and Draco Malfoy. People ship Hermione and Harry. See, that's yeah. a better example. <laughs> like people ship Luna with Harry. Okay. Like, sure. there's literal yeah. fandom. Also, better of- example. I think the, Her- the Hermione <laughs> yeah. and Malfoy is a better idea of it because it's like the crazy thing. Okay. Of, like, so that's no, the point of shipping. Really okay. Yeah, shipping. No, shipping is just the. Is the- this like an internet pairing. thing? Yeah. Yes, it's yeah. an internet okay. thing okay. where you okay. pair two gotcha. characters together that you want them. You want them to be the OTP, the one true pair. Okay, so One there's time programmable. No, um, yeah, I I know I'm kind of like trick pony. <laughs> I know I like force okay. you guys to listen to me be excited about this. No, book. no, no. I mean, considering this is your number one, like, what's your best like elevator pitch? It's like why we should get into this because I I'm curious. I'm interested because it's your number one. It must be pretty good. Okay, so I like fantasy. I like a wide range of fantasy novels and the fact that this book, Oh, this is also like sort of, okay. This might turn some people off, but it's semi-modern. This one, it's literally like a paranormal urban fantasy. They have cell phones in this world, but basically this girl who's half fae, half human, there are humans in this world, lives in a society where um, there are, you know, werewolves, there are other shifter people, there are other fae, there's angels, all these people going on. And she's just trying to live her life as a assistant to a curator, like almost like a museum curator who has like magical artifacts. And she has a, her best friend is this werewolf girl. And the beginning of the book has two the two of them show a pretty strong female relationship that i feel like not many a lot of books will really describe i feel like in a lot of novels women are always pushed against other women or they're always belittling Mm. each other Mm. you know like if you read a romance novel there's like a girl who's like into a guy and then there's another girl that's into the same guy but that other girl is trying to sabotage very common trope. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. So this book was like one of the first in a long time where I saw two girls just being literal best friends and like having a pizza night at their hmm. apartment <laughs> because they're roommates and they had friends over and they're talking about like, <laughs> hey, you should go out with that guy. He's he's into you. And she's like, I don't date werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty racist. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, you're not wrong. Wow. You're you're not wrong. Just wow. But like, do you know it's what I mean? 2024. Like, like, guys, I can't. I'm you're unhinged talking about this book. But it's like you know, she's like, I don't date werewolves, and then the girl's like, you need to give him a chance. He's a nice guy. Listen, it's only a full moon once a month. Guys, I can't even. Yasser, I can't even. I'm like, we gotta take this offline because I can't. But I do have to say though, Yasser, too, like you know, reading that book or the first book is called House of Earth and Blood. Reading that book, seeing that fam, that that girl bond, you know, happen. I'm like, wow, this is so relatable. And then a 
literally a plot twist happens within like the first like five chat. I don't even know. I was like, literally my jaw was agape when I read what happened on the page. I did absolutely did not see that coming. And it drew me in the first book way better than the second book. The first book was like literally a mystery that they were trying to solve and unravel. And I was just like the moment I got in, I was in. I like didn't sleep. It was like 800 pages of me burning my retinas with the words this author wrote. And then the second book was all right. (laughs) was fine. I mean, four out of five, the second book. The first book was a five out of five. I read them back to back within like four days. They're like 1,600 pages all together. I don't know. I like didn't. I was also. 1,600 pages? I like had a day off. Wow. And I didn't sleep. (laughs) and And I was able to read both books like, you know, very close together because they were both out at that point. But anyway, listen, I'll take it offline. I'm really excited for this book. I'm taking it half a day for this. So that already in and of itself is a lot to speak for. Okay. So we talked about our top six. We're really excited about all this stuff. (laughs) But anyone have any honorable mentions that they want to quickly go over? I have so many honorable mentions. It's really hard to start. I mean, I'll just quickly go through them. Okay. First of all, my huge backlog of games. Yeah. I have a plan this year. Okay. They're going to get done. All right. Oh, okay. Um, so that's one of them. Next thing, um, are we going to see Spider-Verse? That was on my honorable mentions. Okay. I know Alex kind of stole my thunder, but I mean, we're all waiting for it, I think. And so I can't out. wait believe. to see when that comes. I, I really want to believe. <laughs> so it is on my honorable mentions. If it does release, it's going to be in the top three for sure, 100%. Um, then I am curious uh, if we're going to see this in the Xbox showcase or if we're going to see this at all this year. But When's the next Forza Horizon coming out? I feel like it's been oh, a little bit. Year, for sure. We usually do every three to four years. Um, so I'm expecting some sort of like announcement. Maybe not a release. Um, but I'm I'm excited for that. Obviously, I'm not top six for a announcement of a game, but I am looking forward to when that does get announced. Solid. That's it. Okay. <laughs> All right. I got I got one. Say it. Uh, metaphor re Fantasio. You know, oh. this is <laughs> yeah. the the fantasy persona. Like I'm, right? It's made by the the development team that made Persona Five. Obviously, that's a great game. Matt can attest to it. Him having played Royal last year, and so this is going to be a fantasy take on it, right? So hopefully, uh, the their way of implementing bonds, right? Because obviously, a Persona game is very much focused on your relationship between the, your protagonist character and your party members. And so I hope that comes through. The story is really intriguing. It's about a competition to become king. So every 100 years, this kingdom has a competition where literally it's the people vying for the throne or like competing against one another to get votes, essentially. And so mm-hmm. it's going to be a really intriguing kind of take on like, oh, it is this, like, I guess, democracy type thing going on? I don't know. Like, honestly, there's a lot that they haven't talked about that also makes me just as intrigued. So it's it's an honorable mention for me. I read a book like that recently that one of the concepts with every hundred years, there's a battle to claim the th- the top of uh, they just copy that thing you know? <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll blow the horn i'll be like atlas you're just copying this book no this book came out after i'm imagining after i mean we didn't even know about this game until the last six months right well as far as it was in development it wouldn't have started development until at least like late 2017 yeah so this has been long time coming um 
you know, instead of the book. Also, I just want to say, I realized I never actually named the book I was excited about. It's House of Flame and Shadow. That is the name of the book that I'm out of control over. I was really going to ask, but I was like, I, I thought I must have missed this. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, 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 guys. I realized I never actually said the name of the book I'm excited for. I just said the author's name. And like, if you know, you know, but if you don't, you don't. So I went House to your good reads to find it. I figured it out. Okay, that's fair. Matt, do you have any honorable mentions? Yeah, I have a few. Um, Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door. We're all going to play it. We're all going to have such a great time when we all play it together and have a peer review (laughs) and enjoy it together as a family. There's co op? No, no, just we're all going to play it together. (laughs) Nintendo family. (laughs) It's a Nintendo family. Um, I talked about Mickey 17, the Bong Joon Ho um, film, and then there's a Robert Eggers film. Um, it's Nosferatu. I don't know if that's actually how you pronounce it. It's the like old yeah, classic vampire film. Yeah. Um, it's going to yes. be starring um, Bill Skarsgård, who's like maybe the creepiest actor ever. Like played yeah. it. He played um, in um, Barbarian. He was a character in that, and he is going to be really creepy and great. And I can't wait for that. Uh, and Robert Eggers is just a creepy guy. So, like, I'm excited for that. And it's going to be December. So, um, we'll see oh. if that comes out. More back end of the year. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have two honorable mentions. One, Inside Out 2. That was... I'm really excited for that. And num- and my second honorable mention, it doesn't have a date. But both of you, or two of you, convinced me about it. And that is the Super Switch. Ooh. Oh. If that doesn't have a date this year, if it comes out this year, I'm going to tell myself I don't need it, and then I'm going to get it. You know what I mean? Like, that's just what's going to sp- happen. I'm spending $100 to get the launch 3D Mario game on Fantasy Critic. Got to put it first. <laughs> My All right right now. Now. <laughs> entire budget's going to that. Do it. No, it's probably going it right to debut now. with like a Donkey Kong game. And I'm going to I'm going to buy this game and buy a repackage of like Animal Crossing or something to come out or so. I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be the dumbest thing that I do, but What's the like rumor for what this thing is going to do? Like how is it I, different than the Switch? No, Other than I, just like improved graphics. Is that it? I think it's going to be iterative and I think that's okay. Okay. I think that's okay. We should have a whole, honestly, we should have a whole episode on Switch 2. I have so much thoughts and so many questions to you guys, honestly, that I'm curious. I just feel like Nintendo hasn't done that in a while. I guess if it's called Super Switch, then they're kind of going back to those roots of kind of just iteratively upgrading something that was already amazing. Yeah. But even Um, then, a lot of times, as of late, they've always like kind of tried to innovate with their next console. So it'd be kind of surprising. When we talk about when they were iterative, these were astronomical changes going from 8-bit to 16-bit to 32-bit. Like these iterative changes were sure. literally like doubling processing power, which I do not believe the Switch yeah. 2 is going to do. <laughs> like, But <laughs> the Switch right now is playing like an Xbox 360. And like, hey, it's about time. It's about time that we can maybe have a little bit more processing power <laughs> because there are some good games out there that should be on the Switch if they're able to. So... We'll see. Alan Wake 2. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> it would make it more Could creepy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't see anything. <laughs> okay, y'all. Thanks for listening to our 87th episode. 
I'm this is a chunky one. Yeah, very big. Thank you for powering through. <laughs> I think it through. might be the chunkiest. Yeah. Um, we Please, you know, give us a like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. Thank you to Grandmaster Doug for the tunes. Until next time. The Space Nuns. And a lobster. Oh. Taylor Swift is involved. Okay.